Hi, this is John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Without Your Head. <laughs> I love a girl who give you head and then let you keep it. <laughs> Oops, she's without her head. <laughs> of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. That would make me terrible, Troy. Mm-hmm. And we're re- <laughs> we are joined by the returning Brett DeJager of Bone Jangles and hopefully of the Bride of Bone Jangles, which we'll be talking about. It's awesome to have you back here. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. It's been great. Uh, it's been great connecting with you guys uh, so far this last half hour trying to get the show going. Yeah, so. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We were pretending that never happened. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. We edited all out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's right. Uh, <laughs> had a click. Exactly. Perfect. So last year when we had you on the show, uh, Bone Jangles mm-hmm. had been finished, and you know, but it wasn't released quite yet. Uh, so for this whole last year of people seeing your movie in Redbox, buying the DVD at Walmart, uh, video on demand. Yep. What's that been like for you, for people to see your finished movie? It's been uh, it's been awesome. Uh, you know, you grow up as a child and you have a dream of uh, being a filmmaker or a director or an actor, and then actually uh, trying it out and seeing the actual your actual movie in a Walmart is pretty. It's pretty surreal. Sur- surreal. I mean, we were taking photos of it, having people uh, Walmart. Uh, uh, employees take photos of it. Um, it was, it, we're like, Hey, right. take a photo of me. It was, no, it was really cool. So. Yeah. 
And what's been the yeah. reaction like uh, for people who, who, who watched it? Uh, you either love it or you hate it. Um, you know, I don't think there's really too much of an in-between. I think uh, it definitely has a, a style of humor that you either love or you hate. Um, and I think that that's been um, some getting used to and, and on my part, just hearing like either love it or I get like hate mail, you know, like I can't believe you made this pile of crap who watches this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's all right. It's all good. Yeah. For, for me, I think that's better than uh, someone just being like, eh, it's all right. Like, you, you're, you're getting a, a reaction one way or the other. Yeah. yeah I, strong I, reactions probably better than like a lukewarm thing right, from right. people. Somebody literally uh, on Instagram tagged me in a movie review that they did of Bone Jangles, and all it was was a clip of him cutting the DVD up with the scissors. <laughs> that, that's yeah, that's a little different. I don't think I've seen that before. It, yeah, it was like literally he cut it up with the scissors, and I just responded. I'm like, dude, you just cut up like ten dollars worth of a movie. Yeah, like, yeah. like it's not. I'm not on any. I'm not on any money. Yeah, you, they are. You bought it. it. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. To somebody, so I'd always do think it's peculiar when people yeah. tag like someone in a really negative review, like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Mitten, who does our written reviews, I, I he think he does a great job. I love his reviews. But I do, uh, if he, like, really tears the movie apart, I always kind of, like, I'm like, why did you tag the, the director in it or the, the actor? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like you took the time. To, you hated it that much where you actually cut it up with the scissors. Like, that's intense. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. And at Jason's defense, he usually he's always fair even on movies he doesn't like. So that's cool. So, yeah. yeah uh, no. When when did the idea for doing a second one come about? It was uh it was already planned before we shot the first one. So the idea is we actually have Bojangles two and three. The scripts have been done for quite a while now. So we have a, a trilogy waiting to happen. Um the second one is uh, yeah, I just sent out the script to everybody involved, um, actors uh, that we've, we've casted and whatnot. Um, and so the, the whole idea that we knew going into bone jangles one that we wanted to do two and a three with the hope of, um, filming two and three back to back. So three weeks of bone jangles and then a week off and then moving right into bone jangles three. Mm -hmm. Um, so, it's just now is the t now we're like okay so now bone jangles it's hit walmart so now we have money coming in um now is the time to shoot bone jangles too because all the actors are getting one year older we're getting you know three or four years out from the original and the movie bone jangles 2 takes place immediately right after bone jangles 1 so we can't wait that long to shoot the to shoot the sequel so we're on a time crunch here mm -hmm. And what was cool about uh, the setup for the the first Bone Jangles is like he's already established character within this world, so like you can mm -hmm. you can easily pop him into other stories, and uh, you don't have to like do an origin because it's not re not really an origin movie, even though it, there's some of the the uh, you know the uh, like memories are there, and you can see kind of his origin. So, 
but it's a re- really original take on a slasher yeah. movie. Yeah, I, I mean that's the. I mean the idea is for Bojangles two and three to be in like the same universe, but we could have a different storyline with different characters and everything else. So, but we feel like we really love the original cast. So bringing the original cast back for the sequel and the third one is the most, you know, it's the top priority for, for me, I would not do a sequel without bringing the original cast back. Mm -hmm. And uh, it made me think of like other slasher movies. Like if you're, when you're watching Jason movies and once you get past the first Mm -hmm. few, everyone should know that there is a Jason because like he's been killing all these people for like a, for decades. So how can people not know of him every single time? Uh, they really only kind of reference that. I think when Jason goes to hell, because then it's all set up to, you know, to capture and kill Jason. So uh, I just thought it was yeah. fun, you know? Well, so with Bo- Bojangles too, you know, obviously Bojangles comes back and he and he immediately he's coming after Doug and Sally um, and Randy, you know, so he's trying to finish uh, what he started in the original um, and the sequel plays off a lot of like Halloween with uh, Dr. Loomis and um you know, the whole storyline of him going after the same people. If he doesn't get him in the, in the movie before that, he comes back, tries to finish up loose ends. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. So uh, how about the, the name bride of bone jangles? Is there a bride in the movie? Uh, <laughs> and, and, well, you're going to have to wait and see, but yeah, I mean, the, the idea is uh, the bride of Bojangles is um, so when we shot the teaser, um, we ended up not showing uh, like 80% of the teaser that we shot. Um, but the, ultimately is that Bojangles falls in love in the second one. And then it leads into the third one where maybe you uh, a play on Chucky, you know, child's play series. So we really, we really start amping up the, um, the homages to the classics. So, you know, Bride of Bojangles obviously is a play on, you know, Bride of Chucky. And then the third one, which I won't name the name of it yet, but that's also a play on, you know, a very popular uh, horror franchise too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so there's definitely love it, love in the air for Bojangles and Bojangles too. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, the, you know, Bride of Frankenstein is a fantastic movie, mm-hmm. but I always think you know, the Bride oh, is very yeah. iconic, but she's only in it for like a minute in the movie. She really doesn't do anything. She just kind of shows up, screams, and, <laughs> and then they, they, they all get killed. Well, this one, uh, Bojangles 2, the main villain um, is a female and um, has a lot of screen time, is a very focal part of the movie, and then Bojangles... Um, has more screen time on it as well. So there's no like zombie element to it really at all. Um, we've completely moved away from that. And now we're bringing this new character on board who is another villain that Bonejangles, it get, that gets in the middle of Bonejangles' mission on killing, you know, Doug and, and Sally and Randy. Mm-hmm. So- when you do like a uh, a horror comedy, um, I always think mm-hmm. like you have to, the horror has to stand on its own for the movie to really work. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so when you're putting the movies together, does uh, do you have the same opinion on that? If the horror doesn't stand up on its own. I think like then the comedy aspect just 
kind of takes over and it, it oh. just kind of does away with like the whole vibe of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I can hear you now. Um, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, we didn't. There's a fine balance um, that we've uh, that we're walking right here. We're walking a fine balance between moving away towards being too goofy, um, and then the horror element is completely gone. And then, obviously, if people don't find it funny and there's no horror element, then it's just a trap. You know, then you're just a train wreck. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But I, but I. But I think Keith Melcher, um, who's, who you know, who wrote all three of them, um, is a phenomenal writer, um, and he really knows what um, he wanted to get out of the script. And he, and uh, as a director, having him play the title character um, and having him on set is is actually really really amazing because if we get on set and I'm seeing something that's just not working. Um, I can just say, Hey, Keith, you know, what about, what, if, what if we rewrite it this way? Um, what do you think? And then he'll be like, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Then he'll go back into his, uh, you know, his room with his computer, you know, revise it and then reprint it for everybody. And then we're filming a new scene, um, you know, half hour later. So, um, well, you're right. It, sweet then. Yeah. Yeah. So he brought it, you know, he brought a printer, uh, for the first one. He, we, we, uh, we all lived in a, uh, an elementary school that had been um, uh, no longer being used or whatever. Um, so we all lived in that for a month. And so Keith and I shared a room, um, which was just, was just a classroom that had uh, um, plywood up for walls. And uh, we, uh, you know, it was, it was perfect because if we didn't see anything that, that worked comedy wise or, you know, with our budget, if we ran out of budget and we just couldn't pull something off like a practical effects or, a, you know, with the, the locations we needed a different location right. he could just he could just go in and just change the script right there so that was that was really nice having him him on set yeah, yeah that is that, that's kind of a dynamic that most people probably wouldn't have yeah and a lot of people i hear you know uh, don't have the writer on set because they mm-hmm. get all you know they get all you know, mad if you're, you know, <laughs> right. If you mess with the material. Yeah. 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 But Keith having him on set is, you know, because he's also, he also invested the most, uh, he owns the most out of bone jangles. So, you know, he invested a lot of, a lot of cash in there too. So having the executive producer, the title character and the writer on set, um, it was actually kind of a unique dynamic that I don't think a lot of people ever experienced, you know, having your boss, also be oh, your right. actor, also be your writer. <laughs> like, like, Hey Keith, uh, I don't think this is going to work. You need to tone this, this derogatory language down. Okay. You're fired. <laughs> no, so it, it worked out good. Did you know him before bone jangles? Were you guys friends? I no, not at all. I, uh, I didn't meet, I didn't know Keith until I got on the set to film the movie. Oh, wow. So it was, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know him at all. They hired me to direct the movie without even, um, well, he didn't, he didn't know me, but, um, the record, he took the recommendation of Sean O'Connell, who, who was the cinematographer for Bone Jangles, um, who also his studio edited the movie, but he, he recommended that to Keith that I direct Bone Jangles. And that's how, uh, you know, that's how I ended up meeting Keith. Mm-hmm. Well, I worked out really well then because that could have been a nightmare. Oh yeah. Yeah. It could have, it could have been a nightmare. And, you know, Keith, uh, he, you know, our intent was, 
Uh, and Keith's super, you know, laid back. So he, he takes a lot of my, most of my recommendations with, you know, with grace that I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, let's, let's change this character's age. Cause I really want this actor to play this role. And they'd be like, Oh, I guess I can change it to a female who's 50 instead of a male that's 15, you know? So, um, <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's, uh, really awesome to work with and we've become really close. Um, you know, especially with this process of trying to get bone jangles to, um to come to fruition i think we're entering a state stage of depression together right now um which at least i have somebody to go through this with so (laughs) so you have the indiegogo campaign um if that i don't want to curse you at all but if that doesn't work out uh will there still be a bride of bone jangles uh, yeah, so we, I mean, the Indiegogo campaign obviously would have been nice to have uh, be successful, which it's, you know, which it's not going to be, let's be honest, it's, it's just not, um, but we're, we're seeking private funds and I'm, and I'm 99% positive we're going to be able to secure those private funds through equity and investors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think it's, you know, we've, I've been working really hard on um, working with investors and, and you know, putting those feelers out to, um, to see if there's investors out there that would, that would want to go in on Bojangles too. Um, and I, and I think there's been a lot of positive things about that. And I think I, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but I think we're really close to, um, securing the funding that we need mm-hmm. for it. So, yeah. so I don't know if you'd, but if you'd it, have the answer for this or not, but do you think that, um, over the years that the, the crowdfunding um, for independent movies kind of fell off uh, because of some established yeah. people seeking, uh, like Rob Zombie, uh, oh, seeking yeah. uh, crowdfunding, because yeah. people only have a finite amount of money they can give to anything. I mean, you talk with, you know, obviously the past, we're a half a month into our campaign, so we got 15 days left. We started with 15 it's just been a, a, you know, a complete utter failure to launch uh, project. And I've, um, and I've talked with other filmmakers and I've talked with just everybody that I can about the campaign. And it, and it really does come down to crowdfunding and fatigue. Um, you know, there's some things about our campaign that a lot of, that turn a lot of people off. Like, you know, we're raising $80,000 fixed. Um, and that's a ton of money in the crowdfunding world. But I try to be as transparent as possible and saying, hey, I, I can't ask you guys for 10 grand and then expect to come back with a movie. Right. That's just not going to happen. I can't I can't make a movie for 10 grand. And, right. um, you know, and I, uh, you know, you just talk with people. There's crowdfunding fatigue uh, mixed with the fact that we're not filming for a year that we're shooting for 80,000. You know, it's a mixture of stuff for us. But there is, I, I think there's crowdfunding fatigue for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you have a lot of very cool things here. So uh, I assume if the crowdfunding thing doesn't work out, you would uh, use those somewhere else, like the posters, VHS copies, and uh, the, the, the. Oh yeah, the the the, uh, the stuff is still going to happen, and we what might happen is, and I talked to Keith today about this, is that. Um, the crowdfunding that we have currently, the campaign, um, once that's done, is we're gonna we're gonna start a new one, but, but for for way less, and then probably doing like an in demand 
um, section where people can still just pre-order like posters and action figures, like Bojangles action figures, and maybe some masks and all that, you know, that kind of stuff. And then that money coming in will will still help fund the movie, but it won't be the sole source of of funding Bojangles too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, before we get back to Bojangles too, uh, what were some of the stuff you worked on in between uh, Bojangles and Bojangles too? Yeah, so um, I directed mainly it was. Uh, two projects. I directed a segment for the horror anthology 1031 um, by Rocky Gray, um, and a lot of other phenomenal uh, directors did segments in that one. So that was an anthology that came out last October, um, and they're they're um, releasing. They're gearing up to release a, a Blu-ray version of that. So working with Rocky Gray was um, one of the coolest experiences for me. Um, and he and I have become fairly close in terms of like just uh, throwing ideas, um, bouncing ideas off each other's shoulders and seeing, you know, seeing what's going on. The guy is just a, a master at everything he does. Um, and then I directed a, um, a sequence for the other horror anthology, Cryptids, um, um, from the like, you know, the creators of like the, you know, the creator of the barn and, you know, those guys are doing cryptids. Um, so I directed a segment for that. That's been done uh, for quite a while. So I'm excited to see that uh, being released. Um, so those are the two the horror anthologies that segments I directed. Um, but other than that, I just been it's it's taken me believe it or not, it's taken me so long to get this Bojangles two campaign off the ground. Um, you know, just planning and stuff and getting you know, reaching out to all the original actors and getting them to agree to come back. And, you know, that's been taking up a lot of my time too. So, um, but yeah, if it doesn't work out, I have some projects that I'm going to be moving towards maybe some smaller projects and whatnot, but I'd, I'd love to keep directing some projects here. Yeah. Uh, was everyone on board about doing another Bojangles? The, the, the former cast? Yeah. 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 Um, everybody that I've asked has been, on board to come back. Um, super excited. Um, and, and I told them straight up, straight up that, um, without the original cast, um, I would not do bone jangles two or three. It's, um, for me, the kit, the cast is the reason why it's been as successful as it's been. And, um, without the original cast, the core cut cast, there's no way that I would bring it, bring it back. So they've all been super excited. Um, but the problem now is that they've they're all busy doing their stuff out in LA and mm-hmm. overseas and stuff. So it's it's scheduling has been, um, and that's why we're doing it. The the plan is to to film it in July of 2019. So next summer is because everybody has been busy with their own projects and shows and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I've seen like uh, some interaction with you and other uh, directors about you know bone jangles versus like different characters in their movies with. Uh, is that something you have to talk about for <laughs> yeah. fun, or is that anything you'd actually would uh, do? Uh, I would actually, I would actually love to do it. Um, you know, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big like, uh, um, superhero like Marvel fan, or you know, I don't, I don't pay attention to a lot of that stuff with like crossovers and like their expanding universes and stuff. Um, but I, when I watch movies from other directors, like. I'll just throw it out, like, because I'm, I'm sure you're, you've seen this one, like, Knucklebones. Um, 
is a movie is a movie that is shares a lot of similarities with bone jangles and so like pj starks and i kind of joke around that hey maybe i should direct like knuckle jangles or you know something like uh bone jangles versus knuckle bones or something uh like a crossover um and i you know i why not i think it'd be kind of fun Mm-hmm. And uh, then you we could see Bone Jangles in their card game too. I say their card game's a lot of fun for uh, uh, t- what's it, Tales of Blood? Uh, the card game's really well done. Oh yeah, that card game's a ton yeah. of fun. Troy and I played it a lot. Yeah, vo- Volumes of Blood. I'm sorry, Volumes yeah. of Blood. Yeah, their card. Uh, game. Yeah, but... yeah. So we use that. Uh, I have a copy. I have a well. I have an older copy of it. We use that. We actually had that in one of our se- in my segment for uh, oh, really? ten thirty one. The kid, oh. the kids, in my, the kids in my segment at the beginning were playing Volumes of Blood. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it's a it's a really fun game, and it's uh, you could definitely expand and stick some uh, other characters in there. It would totally work. Yeah, it, you know, mm-hmm. and why not? I mean, the whole purpose of Bone Jangles is to have fun, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we take our craft serious, but we don't, we don't take things too serious. Like we know, we know where we stand. We know how the movie is presented to fans. And I think that's important to know that, you know, we're not going to take ourselves too seriously, but we take the the craft of filmmaking very serious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think I have a small yeah, that, part. That's, in that's a good way to look at. Yeah. I believe I have a small part in the cryptids uh, segment. Uh, you do. I know. Yeah, it's been fantastic. You are. Uh, well, I guess I can't give it away, but no. yeah, you do have a you do have a part in there. Very cool. I'm looking in my, my segment. <laughs> mm. Very good. Very good. I have not heard of this. I knew Na- nothing of this. I'll tell you, Nasty Neil Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so I It's great. I mentioned um, Jason goes to hell earlier. And I hadn't seen that really for a long time, and I watched it again because we had the director on the show. And I like it a lot more, actually, than I did as a kid. I think it's a very fun movie. And I see a lot of similarities uh, with, like, your whole mm. world in, in your movie. Is, is that a movie you liked? What, what are your thoughts on uh, Jason Goes to Hell? Uh, you know, I'm a huge Jason Voorhees fan, mm-hmm. um, especially the later ones. I, I mean, a lot of people... You know they they crap on some of those those classics that I, I know I consider them classics, but there's Jason Voorhees is probably one of the bigger inspirations that that I that I take from um, when filming Bone Jangles. Um, just not I mean not just visually you know aesthetically or whatever, but also um, a lot of the motivation and whatnot too. So mm-hmm. maybe not directly from that movie per se, but sure. the character itself. Yeah, but there's something the similarity I think is. It takes it like, all right, we've had all these Jason movies, so people in this world would have to know that Jason Voorhees exists, you know, because he's mm-hmm. killed like hundreds of people by this point. You know, either mm-hmm. people are just, you know, completely moronic and don't know. And so it so just like accepts that people are aware of this. And then it's like, well, how, how, how would they deal with it? And it's really like the beginning part when they bring in the tanks and all this stuff. And, uh, I don't know, it's yeah, kind of like it's when I'm watching those of... angles, it's kind of like uh, this is a world that, that knows that this guy is there, and so it's like, how would they deal with it knowing that, like, these, you know, these monsters exist? <laughs> yeah, no, I, you're, you're absolutely right. It's kind of, like, very meta in itself that 
how do you how do you move forward when everybody knows that Bojangles is like a supernatural serial killer? Right. Um, so I mean, we we definitely make it known in Bojangles too, like how we're right away, like how we're going to play that off. Mm-hmm. So, so um, what what were for your some of your favorite uh, Jason movies or any slasher movies? Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, I love J- uh, Freddy versus Jason. I really do. I think that's just an absolute, I think it's just a blast of a movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, but then you, you know, then you go back to some, obviously some of the, the original, um, the classics that I, that I think of like scream, you know, Wes Craven's scream was a huge inspiration for me. Um, house, um, house one and house two, uh, how, you know, the original Halloween. And so for bone jangles two, it really plays heavily on the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a kind of, and it's like a, almost like a parody of, of where they, the, where they took that franchise. Um, and it's, I think it's going to be quite evident for, for, for horror fans to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not mocking it. It's not mocking it. It's, it's just acknowledging that, the, the timeline for the Halloween franchise is so jacked up. Um, and, but they all kind of have their own purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Something I've always wanted to do. It's funny to me. I don't know if anyone else would find it funny, but if you did like a, uh, a campfire, like telling of, of a horror franchise, so take Halloween and you'd have to include every movie in the franchise and try mm. to tell it in a story form. Cause it would just make no sense. It's like, you know, it's rebooting itself, and then uh, you know, a rapper shows up and beats up uh, Michael Myers at one point. <laughs> you could do that; it'd be a funny short film, uh-huh. like a short horror film, like a parody. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that would be fun, Neil. That'd be like you know, John Houseman at the beginning of the fog exactly, telling his exactly, story. Right. That mm. would be perfect. Uh-huh. That would be cool. <laughs> and I don't know why there's no. Direct, they're always doing a direct sequel to the first movie and skipping all of them. But why is there no direct sequel to Part Six? I don't have a, a payoff to the to the storyline and the old direct to VHS editions of uh, of Halloween. That's what that's I funny. Yeah. Or a direct sequel to Part Three. Just, there's no. You could do that. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna skip. They can all do the that anytime, stuff, though. And it's gonna be about mass. Yeah. Piss everybody off. I'd be behind that too. Yeah, I would like it. it. It's weird because when I was a kid, everyone hated part three. Now I think it's almost gone full circle where like everyone loves it. I've always loved part three. Yeah. Mm. It's just a. I think it's great. Yeah. Sorry, I'm taking a sip of my tea here. So, how how did you get involved in the um, in the anthologies? Um, well, without like, uh, basically bone jangles allowed me to really kind of connect and leverage a lot more than I could have without bone jangles. Mm -hmm. So using that leverage, I kind of like strong armed my way into those anthologies. Um, (laughs) just kind of like, Hey, I really want to direct a, a segment in this anthology I directed Bone Jangle. <laughs> I directed Bone Jangles. It's fucking awesome. You'll love it. And uh, and and I paid him a lot of money to do it. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. Pay. Um, but no, I uh, 
you know, you just kind of use reverse psychology and you kind of manipulate them into thinking that you're a really great director and then they allow you to direct a segment in their anthology. Uh-huh. Well, it worked. <laughs> I'm looking for it. Yeah, I always yeah, like it well, however it works. Yeah. Yeah, I always loved anthologies as a kid, and I'm glad that they've, like, come back because uh, over the last few years there's been a lot of them. Like, uh, you know, I loved uh, Creepshow. It was, like, my favorite movie as a kid. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you can film them so cheap. You can film an, an anthology, like, a five-segment anthology for, like, ten grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's, yeah, but that's you just know, awesome, though, because that's, as fun. far as any resurgence goes, that's been my favorite over the last, what, mm-hmm. ten years, however long mm-hmm. it's been going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's cool with and, and, ones and with where... that, you don't need oh, to... No, no, you go ahead. Uh, what I was going to say was... These ones where it's multiple directors, it's really cool because sometimes you'll yeah. watch them and you'll be like, well, you know, I really like this one. And then you kind of seek out their other work, you know, from the from the short in within the anthology. I'm kind of, you know, you make a good point. Uh, I'm, wa- I'm wondering now if people watch my segment in 1031 and that's why nobody's pledging to our Indiegogo campaign for Bojangles too. <laughs> 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 I wasn't ready for that response. <laughs> uh, did you ever see Tales from Halloween? Well, that was actually one of my favorite oh, yeah. recent uh, uh, anthologies. Because I was thinking, really, the end of that is kind of a, a sequel to Halloween Part 3 with the mask. Because there's, there's the music and there's the references to the building and everything. Yeah, uh, that's uh, obviously one of the most, the more acclaimed anthologies in the past, you know, six years, seven years, I guess. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good anthology. A lot of great people uh, involved with that. But you're going to see, from my conversations uh, with other filmmakers, you're going to see a lot more anthologies coming out in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome! I can never get enough. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 definitely from from some really phenomenal up and coming directors. You're going to see some really cool anthologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that makes me excited. I, I really enjoy them. They're fun. Oh yeah. Well, they always kind of bring me back to like the old days of like the EC comics and stuff. And oh yeah, just makes me sh- smile. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh... Where's um? Where are you filming Bride of Bone Jangles? Well, um, location you know probably in the Midwest. Uh, location hasn't been uh, determined yet um, because the majority of it takes place in in a hospital, like an abandoned hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be reaching out to some contacts and trying to find um, some vacant hospitals to be able to. Um, to film in. So, you know, when I think of Bone Jangles 2, uh, you know, I always get the feeling of, uh, you know, well, I really like The Void, the the horror movie The Void, where they filmed it in the hospital. And then obviously you have Halloween 2 with a hospital. And so Bride of Bone Jangles, a lot of it takes place in a hospital. So, um, you know, uh, I'm willing to, to film it in whatever state allows me to find a hospital within my budget mm-hmm. is part three going to be in 3d <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> all right, right we can shoot right it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if virtual reality we'll just shoot it in virtual. Uh, even if it's not 3d my idea for a third uh horror movie 
was always to film it like it's supposed to be in 3D. So, like, people just poke stuff <laughs> at the screen for no reason. And, like, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It'd be very funny that's to me. That's a great I, idea. Yeah. And, like, 10 people would get it. The rest of the people would be like, what the hell is this? But uh, for a very small like, audience, like, uh... it would be very funny. Yeah, so like Bojangles could just throw like a, an a prop axe right at the camera, you know, just hit the camera. And just, it's just so random. Yeah, yeah there's a shish kebab. Somebody waving an eye. Yeah, everything like that. Yeah. That'd be. Jeez, you guys are full of great ideas. I'm going to steal them all and get sued. Excellent. <laughs> we have it all on tape here. It's all recorded. Guys, you should see me right now. I'm just drinking a, I'm drinking a nice basil hay and whiskey sitting at a bathroom. So, <laughs> I think I can. See. Well, I, no, I yep. can. I just I see like a window. It's, it's, it's a... <laughs> oh, do, do I have my video on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just see like the top of your head in a window. So. <laughs> no, sh no kidding. I I have my video on. Yeah. Can yeah. you see? Yeah, I see. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know my video was on. That's great. Now I'm really trying to figure out what I've been doing the past 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> I just wish I was able to record it. What are you drinking again? Sounds good. Uh, some Basil Hayden's. It's one of my favorite whiskeys. Hmm. I went on the um, the bourbon tour yeah. uh, a couple, was, maybe it was last year. I think it was last year in Kentucky. And so you'd go to all the oh, different distilleries. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Mm -hmm. and they actually have mm -hmm. a, um, uh, I forget the what the term is, but it's for the smaller batches of whiskey. It's like the craft, uh, oh, yeah. craft uh, tour. Yeah, which uh, we might do it next time. Yeah, you, know, you hit all the smaller ones. Well, you know, now I should probably forward this uh, this podcast or this interview with Basil Hayden to see if they'll maybe sponsor or do a product placement for Bone Jangles too. That's very good. Oh, good ooh, idea. Ooh, do it, do it. And I'll just, you know, every movie I direct, I'll just be holding a Basil Hayden. I'll just be drinking a Basil Hayden. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Drunk. That, every movie. That part. <laughs> so just like all your other movies. Right? Yeah. Yep. For sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is, that a, is that a bourbon or is it just a whiskey? I know there is differences. It's, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's... It's like a rye whiskey, okay. like a whiskey bourbon. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I don't know. I'm a big fan of the rye. I like the rye. The rye is my favorite. I've come to realize that the rye is my favorite. Yeah, I'm more of a a um the uh, bourbon man, but I do like uh, any of them. <laughs> I'm looking up Basil Hayden. You're I've a bourbon elitist. Just just admit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is going to drive a wedge in our family because I'm more of a rye man. Yeah. Straight up bourbon man. Yeah. Neil, you, you, you need help. Bourbon snob. That's coming. Oh, look at this. This looks good. I, I see the, how to make a, a basil Hayden mint julep. Well, that sounds like a Ooh. good Ooh. Yeah. Some... I'm going to do that after I do this interview. <laughs> so, uh, Are you Okay. I... Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Troy... I think Troy was just dying there for a minute. Neil's probably over there eating I'm a lobster sandwich. Mad. Yeah, that's what he's doing. 
freaking eating lobster. He sends me pictures of him eating, basking in lobster juice. And it just makes me super jealous. <laughs> he goes out and checks the lobster trees, see if any of them are ripe today. <laughs> Man, you guys are who? Yeah. So uh, we didn't yeah, mention this. Where where can you find the Bone Jangles um, Indiegogo campaign? Yeah, so uh, Bone Jangles Two. Obviously, you go to Indiegogo. You can type in Bone Jangles Two. It'll get you there. Otherwise, uh, igg me dash well slash or dash. I don't even know what they're called. At Bone Jangles Two. Um, but the, probably the best bet is to either follow me on Facebook or the Bone Jangles page because we, you know, we post like 50 times a day. But, um, yeah, I, you know, it, back on that subject, it's a touchy, it's a sore subject um, just because I, I guess I over, I overestimated um, the, the uh, desire for fans to, to need a Bone Jangles too. <laughs> so, uh but, you know, uh, like I said, we talked about this. There's a lot of factors going into it. Um, and I'm 99% positive Bone Jangles 2 is going to happen even without the Indiegogo campaign. Um, we're, we're securing private funding for it. Um, so I think we're, we're well on our way to, to making Bone Jangles 2. So I think that's the route we're going to take. So, cool. And I love this. Uh, it's a poster you posted on your, your uh, Facebook page. And I guess you said it was like the alternative poster, a limited oh. release poster. Oh, for the original. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that was one of my favorite posters we did. Um, we sold it at our um, premiere for Bone Jangles, um, and I still have a few copies left of those, but um, of just a few, I guess. But yeah, no, that was a really cool alternative poster that we had for it. I like the Bone Jangles 2 poster, too, here. Uh, do you do the, the graphics, yeah. or who does the graphics? I d- uh, Rocky Gray actually designed the Bone Jangles 2 poster, the main poster, so Rocky Gray gets all the credit for that. The guy, like I said, the guy can do everything. So um, he's been he's been a huge supporter of Bone Jangles um, and Bone Jangles 2, um, and so he's been helping me out. Like everything else, though, um, it's just kind of been me, um, just kind of a one-man band, uh, posting and, and whatnot. Um, each night, I just come up with a whole bunch of posts, and I just put them on, like, an auto-scheduler. <laughs> so they just pump out, you know, at random times throughout the, you know, the next few days. I'll, I guess. Have, to, I'll have to look into that. <laughs> yeah, I use uh, a website called Hootsuite. Um, so it's uh, it has every one of my social media accounts linked into one. So I just – I post – using their dashboard and then it posts to every single one of my social media accounts and then I can track um I can track everything analytics and everything clicks and I can um do referrals and all that you know I can track referrals and um it does everything Mm -hmm. now is it the same mask because you know the graphics are a little different but I can't uh you know it's more orange Um, in the first one and uh, a lot more blues in the second poster yeah, so the the mask for the poster is the same as the original, um, but everything is going to be different in the second one. So the actual movie, um, his costume is actually his wardrobe is different, and his mask will be different as well. 
because the, in essence that so he without any spoilers in case somebody hasn't seen the first one he basically comes back from hell in the second one um so he's he's definitely more ragged and and he looks different in the second one mm-hmm. i like it i like it so what uh, when did you start watching horror movies how old were you well you know i always credit it to my mom because my mom loved um the you know the classics like the really really cheesy um b movie classics or whatever um but i i got hooked on it watching tales from the crypt um and now you know when i was a little you know as a little kid my mom would make make me cover my eyes whenever there was nudity or whatever but then you know that i could watch everything else i guess mm-hmm. but that's what really really hooked me was uh tales from the crypt and you know um reading the goosebump books was you know probably at, even at an earlier age um i've always been fascinated by halloween and i guess they kind of go hand in hand yeah uh, what do you do for halloween do you dress up as uh, bone jangles or anything <laughs> um no uh I, you know when i <laughs> when i lived in minnesota we always had huge halloween parties um like every Halloween, we'd have huge Halloween parties. I'd go all out. The whole house would be decorated and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> since I moved to Wisconsin, um, I don't really know anybody up here yet, mm-hmm. and uh, so we haven't been. A- I haven't been able to fully um, celebrate Halloween like I like I have been in the past. Plus, I have a two year old daughter now, so I kind of got to tame things down around the- around the house. Mm-hmm. Is she in? Is so she I don't terrify that? her. Yeah. Is she into Halloween yet? Or is she too young? She, uh, she watches like, um, like, like Vampirina and like Disney junior. And, uh, uh-huh. I'm always so proud of her when she watches like ghost patrol on, on Netflix, like shows like that she'll, she'll watch. Cause she gets excited about like the go- the floating ghosts and stuff, but she gets scared. Yeah. yeah. Did your, did your mom see bone <laughs> jangles? Yeah. Yeah. We, pre- we actually premiered it in my hometown at the drive-in on Halloween night. Oh, very um, cool. yeah. So we filled the whole drive-in theater on Halloween night in my hometown. Um, and my mom was there and my dad was there and my whole family was there. Um, but yeah, so, uh, my mom has definitely kept up to date with all of my filmmaking endeavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you know if Reggie Bannister saw the movie, the finished movie? Reggie has Reggie Bannister seen the finished movie. Yeah. I, well, to be, I don't know for sure. I've, I've had numerous conversations with, uh, with them since the movie, um, has released. Um, and he, you know, so I, I guess I don't know for sure what he thought of it. Um, yeah, I, I that's a good question. <laughs> but he's been supportive. <laughs> They've been so yeah. They've been really supportive. Um, you know, Reggie and Gigi, they're they're fantastic people. Um, they're very supportive. Um, they're just very very busy doing their own thing too. So, um, but yeah, so no, they've been really supportive of it. But now, yeah, now it'll be interesting to see what he thought of it. I guess I never, I never, I've never flat out asked anybody what they thought of it. I kind of let them kind of tell me in their own way. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> Will we see Reggie Bannister? Any flashbacks to Reg, the Reggie's character in the in in the Bride? Well, you know, it would be the the plan is to have Reggie Bannister come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, you know, I can't make any promises. Um, 
to, you know, if he, if he is going to take on his role. Um, but it, we'd love to have him back. Yeah. Reggie's great. I think, I think Reggie Bannister, his character and Ash in the evil dead movies, uh, Reggie, Re- Reggie in the Phantasm movies are the only like heroes that are in all the, fr- the whole movies. Like all the other mm. horror franchises are all based around the villain. And, you know, there might be a hero that's in, like, a couple, but none of them is the hero throughout yeah. all, the, all the films. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you make a good point. Even, like, even in the Halloween franchise, they end up switching all that up. Um, yeah. But you're totally right. So, I mean, Reggie, obviously, Reggie Bannister is an absolute legend, um, cold icon in the horror film, um, you know, community. So, um, you know, obviously, I'm going to do everything in my power to bring Reggie back for the sequel and the third one. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very challenging, um, because I am, you know, just one person. So I'm trying to, to do everything, uh, scheduling and financing and casting and marketing and, you know, all of that. And it just kind of, uh, you can only do so much while you're also working a full-time job too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which part of that is the, is the most fun for you? The, the actual directing part? Uh, well, yeah, the, I mean, the directing part is, is absolutely f- really fun, but I really enjoy the pre-production part, the planning, the casting. Um, for, for me, I do, I cast a little differently. I don't do auditions at all. Um, I don't really care for auditions. I don't look at really any demo reels or anything like that. I look at, um, do you fit the criteria of the image I have in my head of the character first? And then I'll go back and actually watch movies that these people have been in. Um, and then if I like them in those movies, then I'll cast them. Um, like for me, auditions, people audition might audition really, really good or really, really well. And then they get on set and they're, you know, they, they don't match that, um, what they, what they did, um, in the audition. So for me, it's, I, I, I would prefer to look at, previous work mm-hmm. you mentioned you know halloween a couple times are you looking forward to the new halloween oh yeah absolutely yeah. um you know danny mcbride uh you know at first i was like huh having him on board like a, a horror franchise um you know as legendary as halloween is mm-hmm. i was a little bit like shocked that he was you know on board but i you know, for me, Danny McBride is uh, uh, an, a genius in his own right. And so I think, you know, with with, um, you know, John Carpenter being back and and all the, you know, the original character, um, I think it's going to be OK. And I think it's going to be good. I just hope it's not um, watered down mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, I like the trailer. I thought it was really interesting. And I uh, listened to a Danny McBride interview. I think it was uh, WTF with Mark Barron. And it was, uh, you know, way before he signed on to do Halloween. And in that interview, he talked mm-hmm. about originally wanting to make horror movies and dramatic movies. And he just kind of accidentally fell into uh, comedy. And I thought, wow, that's really mm-hmm. interesting. You know, I, I didn't know that about him. So uh, it made me think, like, because I do think he's a genius, too. I love, like, everything he does. Uh, but I don't oh, know yeah fit in with the horror movie after i heard that i was like oh well you know maybe he really this is something he really wants to do you know it's not just uh no absolutely i I don't think that he would put out anything that uh fans would not like yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he'd attach his name to something. You know, it'll be junk. Yeah. 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 You know, and Blumhouse, you know, Blumhouse does a lot of stuff. You know, I feel like they're like being attached to everything and, um, you know, whether that's a good thing or not, it's uh, I have faith that they they know what made the original Halloween successful. And I think they're going to truly try to go back to those roots. And if anybody can go back to those glory days, I think it's them. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it has me excited. Well, we can. This is our shot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, any other so. recent horror movies that you've liked? Were you looking forward to recent recent horror movies? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I just been kind of like uh, been watching more stuff on um, God, what you know, what is it? Forty three meters down. I, I I'm so late to the the whole. I'm so late to these movies. Like I don't get to any, I live in a super small town in the middle of nowhere. There's like a thousand people in my, in the town I live in. Um, and so I don't get to movies that often. I don't, I don't rent movies really at all. So I, I get, I get to watch movies after they're like a year or two old. Um, you know, but obviously I, I really enjoy like the, the sinister franchise and the conjuring franchise you know all that kind of stuff I, I i like those i like those i think they're good they're good movies um you know i i'm looking forward to like mandy i guess yeah, i just saw the trailer for that with, uh, with um cage. but i'm a huge nicholas cage fan yeah i i think he's like a, i don't know something about him I, i've always been a super big fan of him and i think it's funny that people think he's like a time traveling vampire or something i think that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> This kind of to me looked like kind of like a comeback movie for him though. Like it looked really good. I was, I was like, wow, this looks cool. This looks wild. Oh yeah, I'm looking for, I'm really for looking sure. For yeah. You know, speaking of small towns, I live in but a I, town I, called I, Sandwich. It's not exactly you know metropolis here. The, the, the town is called Sandwich. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Like an actual like a lobster sandwich. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I've been tagged in this meme like a hundred times, and I know everyone thinks it's hilarious, and it was funny the first time I saw it. It's an actual police car from here, so it says Sandwich Police on the side. And so anytime anyone sees us, they tag me because I know from Sandwich. And, uh, yeah, it they is go fu- berserk yeah. then, and then it's always, you know, yeah. that hoagie doesn't look right to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. pull over. <laughs> that kind of thing. That's hilarious. So the first time I That's saw really it, funny. it was funny. They street. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, Neil, your street is Campbell Street, right, so that's right. like the soup and sandwich. That's an actual yeah. thing I say. Like, if I'm online ordering something or whatever, and I tell them, like, uh, if they don't, like, how I already spell Campbell, and I was like, oh, it's like the soup, you know, soup and sandwich is my go-to joke. And then, uh... speak, Neil. Speaking of this, it, um. You know, is this this might be my last opportunity to ever be on this show? Because are you done? I mean, you might not. You don't have to admit it, but are you? Is this show done this after this season? Or are you going to continue on with this? Oh no, we'll with all your head. Yeah, we'll definitely continue. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Or at least he's not telling me yet. He's just gonna, you know, he's gonna leave me stranded after. Yeah. Well, me. I'll, I'll say this: there was you're uh, fired. The uh, the last year there was a lot of drama that came from the show. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, the people involved in that Did drama. I don't want to go into too much detail. The people involved in that drama are all gone from the show. 
And so it's a much okay. I have a much better experience now. So so how does this work out? You know, I, I this is my second time on the show and I've and everybody that I you know, the other guests that have been on the show supposedly with me have all just disappeared. They've all just not shown up. <laughs> well, who was supposed to be on last time? <laughs> you have a sole survivor. <laughs> well, isn't like the, the what's her name? Uh the girl that the lady that directed the ice cream truck or something. Oh no, she was on. She was on. No, she, was she? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember talking. No, well, what happened was. Are you sure? I, I what happened was, I actually already recorded the interview and I pretended it was live, so you didn't have any interaction with her because it was uh, already recorded, and I just pretended. It so was you live. you tricked me. You tricked me to make <laughs> me feel <laughs> to make me feel good. Exactly. Sneaky exactly, bastard. Exactly. Yeah. You've yeah. always had my back. I appreciate that, Neil. Oh, yeah. No, uh, you're a good guy. I enjoy the Bone Jangles movie. But outside <laughs> that, I think you're a good guy and, and you're funny. And, and Listen, uh, it, you use my voice. It, the Bone Jangles. I mean, what the hell? The Bone Jangles franchise, there's going to be three of them. So horror fans just might as well just get on board with them because they're going to freaking happen. So <laughs> give me all your money right now so I can just make the second one back to back with the third one and then we can have living glory for the rest of our lives. Exactly. It's like a matrix. As you know, the matrix, I believe they'd film two and three. That's not a good example. Yeah. Cause those movies aren't very good. The second, the third one, but the idea is there. The first one was pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah. The first one's very good. The second, the second, third, uh, you know, they happened though. They did happen. Yeah. You know, guys, if my if I just disappear right during this conversation, it's because my phone's at seven percent. All right, we'll oh, wrap doing, it up here. Probably. Doing an doing an interview in a bathroom, doing an interview in a bathroom <laughs> is, is just, just kind of uh, eating my battery up. I don't know why. <laughs> Next time we'll all be in the bathroom. Chalk that up Maybe to not experience. all together. Yeah. Well, Maybe we'll be I'm all not together. On... I don't know. We'll do a video. I mean, bathroom. I'm not on. I'm not on the toilet or anything. Uh, I'm sitting on the counter. This is a true oh, come story. Come on, don't ruin the magic I've, now. <laughs> true story. At least two times that I know of. It could have happened other times I didn't know. Uh, that two guests used the bathroom while they were on the air. That's fantastic. You could hear them, you know. One of them was drunk off his ass. And he progressively <laughs> got more drunk because he was just drinking straight vodka. And then he just heard the. <laughs> I was like, "Are you taking?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." And the other guy just said it. He's like, "I gotta go." He was an older man, and he said he had to go use the the bathroom. It's like we could go to break. Anybody puke you know? on the air during an interview? Did you, Neil? Uh, I don't believe so. I think, All right. I think some no. That's fantastic. I did have a co-host who puked on the air once. Did you? Yeah, Buck Winchester. That's a different one. Yeah, who's no longer. Hey, you know what, Neil? Uh-huh. And uh, be on the lookout. We have a huge casting announcement coming. Um, it's a, it's going to be an exclusive casting announcement. I'm not allowed to say it until uh, we hired Oct- I, we hired October Coast to handle the PR for the campaign mm-hmm. um, late in the game. So the fact that the campaign is is a failure is not you know not their fault. 
Um, but uh, it, it, we'll be making a huge casting announcement for Bojangles 2 in the next couple of days. I'm hoping, I was hoping for today, um, but in the next couple of days, it, it's going to be, um, it's definitely one going to be one of the coolest experiences that I'll ever have as a director um, beyond excited. So any, anybody that's into like cult, horror, cult movies, not necessarily horror movies, um, will really, really enjoy this cast casting announcement. So we got big things going on, even though the campaign doesn't reflect it, we're still moving forward. A lot of things are in place, getting into place. And, uh, we got big things going on for the, for the movie. So awesome. I'm that's awesome. That. Yeah. That's, I know I'm intrigued now. Exactly. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, uh, I could not sleep at all last night. Literally. I'm a really good sleeper and normally I sleep, you know, throughout the night, but, um, I do, I do, nah, I take it back. My wife will yell at me if I, if I lie, I'm a horrible sleeper. I sleepwalk and I sleep talk all the time. Um, but <laughs> last night I <laughs> didn't sleep well because I was so freaking excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. That and plus you were coming back on without your head. You're talking to a nasty. Well, boy. you know, I mean, that's obviously the big reason why I didn't sleep, but you know, yeah. but I, you know, Talk I sleep, I sleepwalk to something fierce to, you know, where I almost died a few times you know i had to go to the er room because i jumped out a second story window and it cut my jugular and all that stuff so yeah it's well real. that's not good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so don't ever yeah. stay like so. in, the, in the top like you know 13th floor or something you'll be just jumping out yeah i see i you know because i see ghosts i see dead people when i in the middle of the night that talk to me it's crazy really? Wow. Are you not, sure, are not you real, a, though? Are, you know. Are you in a? Are you sure you're not like in an asylum now instead of a bathroom? <laughs> well, maybe that's maybe that's the uh, case. Don't I don't jump know. Out that window, by the way. The window. I won't. I I promise. I promise. I won't. All right. Very good. <laughs> yeah. And if you need a nasty Neil or terrible Troy cameo in Bone Jangles too, I'm totally dumb. You got it. You got it. Let us know. You got it. Some guy standing there. Well, guys, my phone, my guy, my phone is at five percent. I'm a little worried that it's going <laughs> to cut right. you guys off. Well, we had a good time, and we'll have you back if you'd like to come back at some point. I will. You know what? I'm going to come back because we're going to have to talk about um, Bojangles three because Bojangles two will have been such a big hit. Exactly. That exactly. You Ooh, know, liking that. Mm-hmm. Trust me, you guys are not going to want to miss Bone Jangles too. The the script is phenomenal. The cast, the original cast, is coming back. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm actually really so looking, looking forward, forward to it. To that, not just because you're here, yeah. not just because awesome. you're in, in a bathroom, um, and not just because you're drinking rye whiskey. <laughs> I don't know what has to do with anything, but I'm looking forward to part two, and I'm looking forward to uh, to whatever you put out. No, but I'm really looking forward to it. I really enjoyed the first one. I had a lot of fun with oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh. I'll definitely put out. So I, I appreciate that, guys. Very cool. All right. We'll awesome. let you go before. Thank uh, you so much. You just die, I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you. you guys. Have a good time. You as well. All right. You too. Have yeah. a great yeah. day. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. 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 All righty.
All right, and we're back here once again at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm still Nasty Neil. And I remain terrible, Troy. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing you didn't uh, change into someone else. That's true. I, um, well, unless you could become like, you know, a werewolf or something. All right, all right. Have you, are you a werewolf, by the way? <laughs> Whoa. The mighty fine howl. Mm hmm. And speaking of werewolves, Troy, coming Uh-oh. up next month here in July, we're going to do Body Horror Month. Nice. And uh, so we're going to have a lot of guests from different body horror films. Uh, we're going to review different body horror movies from the past. Uh, we've got people voting on their favorite on the group. So join Facebook.com slash group slash Without Your Head Horror. We'll probably do a 666 at some point. Uh, for the top six. Awesome. And maybe even 666 for the worst. Who knows? But when I was Ooh, researching... Fun, bo- yeah. We haven't done that yet. The worst. No. <laughs> so when I was researching uh, body horror films, I found that um, werewolf movies are considered body horror because it's about people's you know bodies transforming into wolves, especially movies like uh, America Werewolf in London and howling where the the whole change is, you know, is a big part of the movie and it's like, you know, very painful right. and, and whatnot. Well, I take that. Mm-hmm. So that opens up, opens it up to uh, a lot of films we can talk about. Yeah, I was going to ask if there's any, like, guidelines that, like, what, what a body horror film would be. I think be. a lot of it is uh either the transformation of the uh of the body or like the uh I think it's a lot about transformation even if that's like through um mystical means, supernatural means or through like surgery like a human centipede or a tusk. Oh, okay. Something where it's, you know, about the body, uh, about the body transformation. Things like Human Centipede, Tusk, uh, most of the Cronenberg movies, like The Fly, and um, just pretty much all his movies, all of his horror movies. Uh, Videodrome. Oh, okay. uh, From Beyond. So anything where your body undergoes some kind of transformation. Yes, you're right. Okay. By supernatural means or just, you know, through some type of surgery. Yep. All right. I dig it then. Yeah. So I already have one guest book and, booked and one uh, a very possible. And I've asked a bunch of other people. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till uh, we get some more people lined up. So keep an eye on withoutyourhead.com. And that'll be happening starting next week. Uh, about next week, we might not be here live on Thursday, but there will be a show, either Wednesday or possibly Friday, uh, either a live or recorded show. But there will be a show. Very good. Yes. So, uh, before we get to the news here, Troy, that's some very... Yes. Well, it is part of the news, but they announced, uh, I think it was today or maybe yesterday, uh, the lineup for Fright Fest that I'm going to in uh, in London. <gasps> They did. They yeah. they announced it. Yeah, Excellent. a lot of stuff I really really want to see. So, let's see. Uh, the Ranger will be playing. That's going to be opening up the uh, 
the show, and I've seen the Ranger. I saw it at Boston Underground Film Festival, and I interviewed uh, the director. So uh, I'm very happy that that's uh, playing. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, the Summer of 84. This is one I've really been looking forward to. What's that one? It's um, I mean, it's very similar to a lot of uh, movies and TV in the last uh, few years where it takes place in the 80s. It's a group of kids. Uh, they get caught mm-hmm. up in something you know, evil. I believe it's about a, uh, a serial killer in the town. And, you know, these group of kids have to get together and fight them. So not necessarily the most original thing because it's much like it. And um, uh, Stranger Things and, you know, a lot of stuff that's been around lately. Mm-hmm. But I always dig that. So, well, you know, I'm not complaining. Oh, me too. And it's the guys who made Turbo yeah, Kid. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's excellent then because I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few months ago, I interviewed uh, the star of it, Graham uh, Ver- Vercheer. So uh, you guys can check that out without your head. But uh, I've definitely been looking forward to that. Mega Time Squad is one I'm not familiar with. Mega Time Squad. Mm-hmm. Here's what it says. A low-level criminal from the small town of Thames in New Zealand steals an ancient Chinese time travel device that helps him pull off a heist and start a new life. But he may not survive the demonic consequences of tampering with time. Oh, oh, that might be kind of cool. Yep, sounds good to me. Yep. Uh, Bad Samaritan. I think I've heard something about that one. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, A small-time crook who runs a valet parking scam, robbing rich clients' houses while they dine at a fancy Italian restaurant, inadvertently stumbles upon a far more dangerous criminal a sadistic serial killer played Doctor Who, played by, this is played, but played by Doctor Who star David Tennant. Oh, too cool. Yeah. I think he's always good. Yeah, so that sounds cool. Yep. Blood Fest. At first I thought maybe they made a mistake and it was Blood Feast, but it's Blood Fest. Blood Fest. Yeah. And you thought Fright Fest was crazy. Horror fans flock to Bloodfest, celebrating the most iconic genre movies, only to discover the charismatic showman behind the event has a diabolical agenda. Sounds like a good one. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all the first. Day. Then we get a. Uh, wow, there's a lot here. Uh, the Cleaning Lady. Cleaning lady. Yeah. Oh, director John Knotts. That's actually a former guest on the show. Oh, very good. Uh, as a means to distract herself from an affair with a married man, love addicted beautician Alex befriends her soft spoken, reclusive cleaning lady Shelley, facially scarred by burns from a traumatic childhood incident. Soon, everyone caught in Alice's infidelity trap. Learns to their dread that Shelley's scars run much deeper than they ever suspected. Ooh. Yeah. He made uh, Jack Brooks Monster Slayer, which I was really uh, a fan, big fan of. Like a hidden... Oh, very thing. nice. Yeah. Braid. Let's see. 
Lifelong best friends Batulia, that's a good name, and Tilda make ends meet by dealing drugs in Manhattan. Then a random bus, okay. so we get some drug dealers, then a random bus leaves them with no choice but to flee town. Their hideout, you asked, Troy? What, what's their hideout like? The mansion of childhood friend Daphne, an agoraphobic right. heiress who teeters on the edge of sanity. Ooh. So there we go. That'd be interesting. Puppet Master. And that one's called Braid? Yeah, Braid. Puppet Master the Littlest Reich. Oh my god. Uh, Udo Kier is in this. And Barbara Crampton. No. Yeah. Oh, that's totally awesome. Yeah. I don't think this one's made by um by Charles Band. Oh really? Thought, yeah. Those murderous marionettes are back to deliver flashings of bonkers gore and bad taste humor. Recently divorced and reeling, Edgar returns his childhood home to regroup, finding a nefarious-looking puppet in his deceased brother's room. He decides to sell the doll for quick cash and small at a small-town convention, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the infamous Andre Toulon murders. Nice. So that sounds interesting. Uh, the most assassinated woman in the world. That is a that is a hell of a title. title. Yeah. That's a hell of a title, you have to admit. It is. Paula Maxwell was the most assassinated woman in the world. During her 1930s heyday, the celebrated... Headline star of the Grand Guillaume Theater in the Pigalle district of Paris was graphically murdered more than 10,000 times in over 60 different ways. Okay. It's very bizarre, but I'm intrigued. Oh, yeah. Incident in a ghost land. Again, I like the title. Yeah, there's a lot of it's uh, got cool a spooky titles. picture there. Yeah. Uh, well, you can read this one if you want, if you pulled it up. Okay, I was just checking it out there. Yeah. Get ready for max- maximum stomach churning tension as Pascal Lauger, director of Martyrs, triumphantly returns <clears throat> with a violently twisting take on the extreme home invasion genre. Pauline, who is French pop icon Mylene Farmier, and her two daughters, Beth and Vera, inherit a house in the countryside. On the first night of their new home, the family are confronted by murderous intruders, and Pauline fights for her daughters' lives. Sixteen years later, Beth has become a successful fantasy author in the H.P. Lovecraft tradition, and with trepidation, trepidation finally returns to the same house, only to find she will never forget the trauma. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Boar, which is one I've uh, been looking forward to. It's got Bill Mosley. Yeah, I absolutely love the picture of the boar. Oh, yeah, it's fucking great. He just rules. Yeah, and I, I don't care what the hell the movie's about. Just watching that thing will rock. 
Uh, I saw the trailer for this, and it looked awesome, I have to say. Uh, Bill Mosley's in it, like I mentioned. Um, oh, o- sweet. Yeah, and we all love Bill Mosley here. <clears throat> yep. Move over, Razorback. There's an even bigger beast in Ozploitation Land. Is that a term, Ozploitation? Os- <laughs> it must be. I like, like, it. like Australia? Yeah, Australian exploitation. I did not know that that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing, right? Uh, one of staggering size with a ruthless driving need for blood and destruction. It cares for none, defends its outback territory with brutal force, and kills with a raw savagery unlike anything seen before. City slickers with no respect for nature, drunken sheep farming locals, and the collective cast of the original Mad Max and Wolf Creek may try to go up Get against out. this. That's pretty sweet. Uh, but the chance, yeah. yeah. But the chance to have, uh, but. Well, but what chance do they have against a giant predator with an insatiable appetite? A creature feature with splatterific tusk appeal. So run for your lives. Yeah, that one you can't miss. That yeah. one you must see. Uh-huh. Damn. That sounds sweet. Yeah, it does. So what's the next one? Uh, well, there's a lot here. Maybe we won't go over Our that. house. Yeah, we'll kind of look through them and, and see if we want to read off any of these other ones. Yeah. Because there's one I definitely wanted to mention. Do they tell you the short films, or are they just kind of... I don't know if it does. You can click on it. They just say the out. short films. Yeah. Just says short film showcase. Yeah. I really love this guy's new uh, illustration for this year's one. You're going to have to get a shirt or something for that mm-hmm. when you guys go. Yeah. Uh, Dead Knight, another Barbara Crampton one. That, that's mm. awesome. These Every movie should have fucking Barbara Crampton mm-hmm. in it. That's what I say. Um, that see. one's Dead Knight. Dead Knight. This one looks cool. Chuck Steele, Knight of the Trampires. It looks like it's uh, claymation or, or puppets or something. Ooh. Uh, Where did Fright- you find that one? I haven't gotten to that one yet. It's t- I don't know what day. It oh, okay. Is, but, uh, I'll read it quick here. Fright Fest has been track- All right. Fright Fest has been tracking the creative development of Chuck Steele ever since it began life as a 2013 animated short, and we have been delighted to follow director Michael Mort's progress. So we're absolutely thrilled that the project is now finished, and we can show you the complete movie, and it's all hilarious. And it's in all its hilariously super superlative. God. Superlative glory. It's not 1985 anymore. It's 1986. And Chuck Steele is the maverick lone wolf cop on the edge who doesn't play by the rules and must prevent the worst plague ever to hit a Los Angeles. A scourge of deadly trampires. Mutant hybrid of hybrids of vampires and bums. <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. I like that. That one sounds good to me. Does indeed. Mm-hmm. The Book of Monsters. I like monsters. The Mask and Fright Fest looks great. Just check out, like, just click on that one and check out the, the mask the guy's wearing. Uh, where is it now? Um, Fright Fest. It's... Uh, Saturday, 
at 11 p.m. Oh, yeah, Freight Fest. Weird, I think I just saw them thought it was Freight Fest. But, yeah, sweet mask. Oh. It's kind of like a living mask. Yeah, that mask mask rules. Yeah. Mm, It sounds like a slasher film. Devil's Doorway, I must look at. That sounds like a good one. So, by the way, if you're just turning in now, these are all movies that are going to be playing at uh, Freight Fest in London, which uh, I will be at. I'm very looking forward to it. God, you guys are going to watch some. Whoa, Neil, here's one right up your alley. The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. That's what I've been waiting to talk about. I've been wanting to see this movie ever since I heard of it. And I'm so excited that it's going to be uh, premiering here at, uh, at Fre- well, it's going to be playing at Freight Fest. And I don't know if you even saw this, but Sam Elliott's the main star. Get out of town. He is. That's yeah. awesome. So here's what wow. it says. This is, just, this is just amazing. This cannot be bad. No. <clears throat> Decades after ending World War II by assassinating Adolf Hitler in an undercover operation so covert it never existed, unsung American hero Calvin Barr is called upon by the Secret Services to save the day again. Now he must hunt down the fabled Bigfoot carrier of a deadly plague that could destroy mankind hidden deep in the Canadian wilderness. Last time he left behind the love of his life, this time his legend. As the aging veteran confronts the mythological beast as well as his own mythic past. Strong Hollywood royalty Sam Elliott and Adrian Turner. That 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 sounds amazing. Terrified will be there, which I love Terrified. I'm not thinking Terrifier. I don't know what Terrified is. Terrified. Oh, man, the the poster is pretty sick looking. Yeah, yeah, it is. That looks like something that would fit in the the body horror movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like the poster, too, for Lucifer, Luciferina. Yeah. Arena. Oh, yeah. They have like a hammer horror. The Wonder there, Brothers. And he looks pretty cool. Yeah. Should be. It's loaded. You guys are gonna have a blast. Yeah. This is wild. Uh, ghost story. That's not the old one, is it? I don't know. Tigers are not afraid. Oh. I've seen that movie, but it's it's one of the best movies I saw the year. So I'm uh, happy that that's playing again. Oh. I saw the Busted Underground Film Festival. Ghost Stories looks great. Okay. Uh, it's a, uh, I believe it's a collection of uh, short stories. Uh, Martin Freeman is in it. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's totally badass by itself. Cult of Terror. That sounds cool. Uh, yeah, there's just like nonstop movies here. I know. So we have to decide what we're going to see because we want to see London too. We don't want this to be in the mood, but uh, I'm happy to see a lot of movies. So, no, this is oh, a whole yeah. new uh, golem. Yeah, that that might be pretty cool too. The first original so you'll movie have to kind of like cool. narrow it down to the ones where you guys are kind of like, you know, eh, maybe we'll pass on that one. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have to see the uh, Bigfoot. I mean, yeah, the Bigfoot movie and uh, Frankenstein's creature. I love the poster. The poster is by uh, Graham Humphreys. 
Theater Comes a Fright Fest. Oh, that's bitching. Yeah. James Swanton's acclaimed play is a Shakespearean retelling of Mary Shelley's masterpiece from the monster's perspective. Oh, wow. That sounds very good. I might dig that, Neil. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is here. I was waiting to find it here, and I saw it. Secret Santa will be uh, premiering there. Uh, Adam Marcus' new movie, who we had on the show recently, the director of Jason Goes to Hell, and uh, his movie, oh, yeah. his new movie, uh, Secret Santa. And we always love uh, Halloween. I mean, well, Halloween horror movies too, but we love Christmas horror movies. And of course, we have the Secret Satan every year. So this is yep. this is like a must see for us, I think. Oh, badass! Wolfman's got. Boy, I'd have a tough time check, checking out which ones I wouldn't want to see. I know a lot of these look really, really yeah. good. Sweet. This will be sweet. It'll be a good time. Hopefully, we're gonna get a ton of interviews. Uh, with mm-hmm. Press pass to do the interviews. So that's gonna be awesome. All right, and I know some of our friends will be there. People we've had on the show. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, Wolfman's got Nards. Well, it must be like a. Um, yeah, like, like a documentary, a documentary about I think, the of, uh, yeah, That's pretty sweet. Interesting. That last got day's got some good. really interesting-looking ones, too. This possum one sounds like it might be really good. Oh, nice. The Witch in the Window. So, By the way, guys, check out frightfest.co.uk uh, for that information. So if you guys are in, uh, in the London area, if you're in Europe, or if you want to make the, the trek over there, I know we get a lot of you know listeners from Europe, so uh, not only this amazing things going on, but you know I'll be there too. So you can hang out, you can buy me a drink, buy you and Jason a drink. Mm-hmm. Keys is exciting. Yes, we're getting a Bigfoot movie. I agree. It sounds yep. awesome. That's badass. And Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. I mean, how awesome is that? Nazis and Bigfoot. Yep, totally badass. If that's a bad movie, the director needs to be shamed, but I can't see it. Oh, yeah. Bad. And then there's a few to be, uh, to be you know, to be named. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, too. Wow. Yeah, that thing's going to be loaded now. Yeah. It's going to be a wild time. Wild I hope time. they have snacks and stuff. <laughs> I'm sure they do. All right. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. So we got some news here from uh, Chris Kane, our newsman. They, uh, oh, they released yes. the first poster for the Predator movie. Oh. I don't know if you saw it. Like I think it looks cool, but I don't get it because it's a Predator holding the head and spine of another Predator. I did see that one, and I don't really, I don't really get that one yeah. so much. So here's the from 20th Century Fox says, when a young boy accidentally triggers universe most lethal hunters return to Earth, only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and a disgruntled science teacher can prevent the end of the human race. Whoa! I don't get it. I don't either. So there's been, um, apparently there's been uh, theories that there's the ultimate Mm -hmm. predator. And this includes theories about Arnold Schwarzenegger's character Dutch and his potential involvement. 
So what is Arnold Schwarzenegger now like a the ultimate predator? <laughs> they they like said, man, you beat one of ours, so <sighs> we're giving you a special place. Weird. Yeah, that sounds pretty lame. Uh, some new stuff from uh, Three from Hell from Rob Zombie. Uh, Danny oh. Trejo is going to be in it. And there's a picture of him. Oh, uh, his awesome. mugshot, which is very cool. Along with uh, Bill Mosley. Oh, good. We were hoping Mosley would make the scene. Yeah. yeah, all three of the original are in it. That's why it's called uh, Three from Hell. But I watched right. a movie yeah. recently with Bill Mosley. Uh, which I liked it. It was, um, I was. Uh, let me find the name. It was a horror movie. Uh, the director no showed the interview, mm-hmm. but uh, he did apologize. So, uh, so I'll look over it. But, um, what's the name of it? Let me find. I can to find. Minutes to midnight. So, like, if you really just mm. like a throwback, it's a very throwbacky eighty slasher movie. <laughs> It's got a lot of boobs and blood and mass killers. <laughs> and it's got Mosley in it, which is always cool. Yeah, and I swear he has the Otis wig. And it's nice. It's even a wig because he takes it off and puts it on one of the people. Oh, okay. It's very bizarre. But uh oddly enough, um well the like the the hunter in this movie's hunting down the killers is uh professional wrestler Johnny Mundo, who we've had on the okay. show and my wrestling show, but the uh, the main killer is Aaron Aguilera, who for a little trivia here, Troy, is the first person mm. I've ever interviewed before in your head or without your head. I won a contest to host a uh, episode of Get in the Ring, and he was the guest uh-huh. that night. And so I interviewed him before there was a nasty Neil, before there was a Jack, before there was an in your head, before there was anything. Well, there was, you know, life. And was he a good person? Eh, he's all right. He's, he's fine. Right. He's fine. But I was more interested that, you know, it was just like the beginning of me on the, on yes. speaking. Mitten says, Jason Mitten says I sound like a little kid in the interview. Oh, really? Yeah. But I was like, in, I was like 27 or something, probably. You didn't have your manly voice. No, I didn't start drinking bourbon yet. Yeah. Um, coming up on the uh, 40th anniversary of Alien. Wow. And so uh, they're having a contest. It's pretty cool. You create an original five to nine minute short set within the universe of Alien. And I don't know what you win, but you win stuff. <laughs> you win something. Uh-huh. It's weird. I'm not sure if you actually film it or if you just write it and send it in. I th- kind of think you oh, just okay. write the short. Yeah, maybe because like it sounds like you know you would probably have to spend some money if you were going to make uh, yeah make something like that. Mm. And very uh, very in the world of alien. Yeah, and very sad news in my opinion, Troy. Yep. Is uh, I was looking forward to a Morbius movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. But Jared Leto is going to play Morbius. And I'm I'm sure a lot of people out there like this man. But I cannot say I'm one of them. No, nor am I. Uh, I kind of... I got to imagine that 
for me, uh, mixing him with Sony is the recipe for a suck, suck movie. Yeah. I don't like him, and I don't like their product. So, because oh, yeah. not even Tom Hardy as as uh, Venom as Venom looks very good to me, and I love Tom Hardy. I'd watch mm-hmm. anything with Tom Hardy in it. Yeah, I agree. He's great. He's a great actor. A lot of presence and uh, yeah. this Jared Leto. I honestly think and he when was... I first heard that, oh. I was excited. Yeah, I really think he was the only bad joker the only one that i can remember because like even some um the you know that first batman movie that was the highlight of the whole movie for me was uh was jack, jack as the joker i mean granted it is jack mm-hmm. so yeah he's great jack's Jared. always style. uh yeah. the joker on the old show is great caesar romero oh yeah he was uh, he was tremendous. Yeah, the uh, and any of the animated ones. Mark Hamill was mm-hmm. great as a Joker in the Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. The one from Batman Returns, or whatever it is, Batman Begins, yep. whatever the hell the movie's called. That's a great uh, Batman. I'm a great Joker. Great Batman too, honestly. Oh yeah. Um. Yep. Yep. I even think the yeah, that's the, guy the only the, one. Yeah. Is bad, and then I he he ruined the new Blade Runner for me. I thought he was just awful. I thought that whole yep. character was bad. Yeah, well, I saw the whole villain part, like him and his like woman hench person. Mm-hmm. I thought was pretty bad yeah. too. So that's my only knowledge of him or those two movies. I didn't like either performance, so I'm not uh, thrilled. Well, he actually gets me to not watch things after those two things because. Mm-hmm. I, everybody told me he was great in a few different things, and then I saw like he plays like some kind of yakuza on on some Netflix show. Really? And at first, before I knew it was him, I was thinking about watching it, and then I saw it was him, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna pass because I really don't like this guy." Huh. So uh, the Doctor Sleep we mentioned last week is uh, being directed by Mike Flanagan, who directed Gerald's Game, which I thought was great. So it's good to see oh, him. Oh man, uh, that's awesome! Yeah, handling another um, Stephen King film. Yep. Yeah, that makes me all excited. I'm. Mm-hmm. Fa- I feel it's in good hands now. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty calm. And is it going to be like a made-for-Netflix, uh, or is it going to be I at the theater? I think or it's a theatrical film. Because Ewan McGregor, well, oh, you know, sometimes even these big stars do make, like, Netflix stuff. But Ewan McGregor's in it, so I assume yeah. it's a th- theatrical movie. Is he going to be Danny? Uh, I don't know. I guess so. I think so. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. great news. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm getting more and more excited about this movie as we go along. Yeah. Uh, the first purge is coming out in July. Yep. And uh, the purge TV show will be coming on USA Network. Hmm. You know, how do you do a TV yeah, I'll show? Probably give one it a night? shot. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. Does the purge just become like I don't a know what forever plans. going thing? Like it goes on forever now. Which kind of defeats of it? How, well, how could it, it be once forever? a year? Yeah, but how do you, would you do a TV show every, you know, 
is it maybe one season's one one night? Maybe, yeah. And they show different parts of like, because is it a worldwide event or is no, it just in the U.S. Just the or what? States. Okay. Just the United States. So maybe they'll show different parts from different like, you know, one night, or or maybe they'll go a different year every episode or. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Like this one year. Yeah, I'm not really what too excited about that. Purge Cleveland. <laughs> Next one's like in Newark. Yeah, there you go. Be from like you know, like really laid back little places like Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> Nothing really happens, you know. Yeah. A couple of kids are walking around, they beat each other up and mm-hmm. run off. So the Monster Squad's uh made its uh it's available on Amazon Prime streaming, which is very cool. And then uh oh, nice. send us some news here about Wolfman Gutnards. It's a uh documentary exploring the power of cult film through the lens of the nineteen eighty seven classic Monster Squad. Awesome. So, have you seen that? Oh, that should be a good time then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Child's Play Don Mancini, who's been with the franchise since the beginning. Um, he's gonna ha- he's planning a Child's Play TV show. Wow. That's weird. I don't know. I don't think everything can like really <laughs> yeah. make it onto the small screen. I- I'm just not sure about that. Yeah, I don't know. There's one thing about that last one, because I, I really didn't like it, but I did like, I forget his name, but the kid from the original movie where he had the head. So okay, uh, he, had Ch- he had Chucky's head, and so he's kind of like keeping mm-hmm. him hostage because he couldn't really kill Chucky, so he just cut the head off and kept it in a safe, which I thought was cool. I thought that was an interesting yeah, idea. Yeah, that is a pretty neat idea. And then, yeah. you know, eventually get away, but so... Maybe if it's him hunting Chucky, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't. I like Chucky, but it doesn't seem like there's enough there to make an ongoing TV series. No, I just don't know. I, I think you know, once he kills, I, I don't. Yeah, because how much would have to happen every episode to keep you interested in tuning in the next week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, American Horror Story. Next one's going to be a, a crossover between Murder House and Coven. So the first and third season. Oh, that's kind of odd. Because aren't yeah. there some of the characters that are like played by the same actors? I believe so. <laughs> There's no word of Jessica That might Lange be kind of difficult. Guy. Yeah, that's just odd. I don't know. Uh, they're remaking The Grudge. That kind of sounds like... Oh, Go are on. they? Yeah. Go on what you're saying about uh, about Mer- the American Horror Story. Oh, that just kind of sounds like we're out of ideas. So we're going to mash two popular seasons together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really like that idea. Nah, I mean, it's all, you can do all kinds of different things. Yeah. That just sounds kind of lazy. Yeah. The Grudge is being remade again, so this will be the second remake of The Grudge. And how old is it? Like 10 years old? I think so, yeah. Jeez. What was The Grudge? I, I don't think I've ever seen it, but the original movie's called Juon. 
the Japanese movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's one with, like, really cool visuals, a lot of really spooky, like, looks to it and stuff, but the story's kind of silly to me. Mm-hmm. And there's no payoff at the end, which always drives me crazy. <laughs> Someone from Glow is in it. Betty Gilpin. Hmm. Oh, from the Glow TV, the, from the Netflix series. Oh, okay. You know, I never watched the second uh, season yet. I don't think have it's... to do that sometime. Did it even start? I didn't think it started. Oh, maybe it didn't yet. I thought it did. Maybe it did. I don't know. They did. I really never heard anyone talk about it. I think it. No, it says here it comes yeah, starts in. True. I think it starts tomorrow, June twenty ninth. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay, why. so they, they saved their big, like, reveals till Fridays, huh? Uh, I guess so. Because so. last Friday it was Luke Cage season two. Mm-hmm. How was it? I Which is great. It. If anybody hasn't watched it, watch mm-hmm. Luke Cage season two. I really I liked it. Luke Cage. I really liked the first season of Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. This one, Neil, I think is even better. And I think, uh, you know, I won't spoil anything, but I think you're really going to dig the ending. I don't think the ending's going to be for everybody, mm-hmm. but I think you're one of the people that are really going to enjoy it. Nice. And I'll leave it at that. Very cool. Uh, Fox has canceled the paranormal comedy Ghosted. I didn't even know they started the paranormal comedy Ghosted. You need <laughs> uh, Let's see. Eli Ross family-friendly horror, The House of the Clock in Its Walls. Starring Jack that was based Black. off of like a kid's book hmm. back in the 70s. Uh-huh. And the only reason I knew was because um, uh, Ed Gorey did the illustrations for it. And so I remember years ago it always caught my eye and I I ended up reading it. And I, I enjoyed it, but I really don't remember it all that well. And I think there were a few other books in the series. Hmm. So this will... Um... You know, a lot of people love Eli Roth. I mm-hmm. don't think I've ever liked any of his movies. <laughs> I don't think I have either. I've not or seen if the I did, newest I didn't one. Know they were his movies. <laughs> I've not seen his new one, the uh, remake of uh, Death Wish. Yep. But I'm not a fan of anything else he's ever done. Not a fan of Cabin Fever. I'm not a fan of the Hostel movies. Uh, no, I thought his one of uh, my his mo- um, Green Inferno I thought was just awful. Yep. So, and it's really weird because he's a guy who really relies heavily on uh, gore and bizarre mm-hmm. comedy that doesn't really and it never meshes well. I often talk about where you know a comedy horror movie working, and his are examples of ones I think don't never work. They never mesh well. Right. It always seems like the comedy's forced. Yeah, like the. And green I don't and... know if he himself isn't like a naturally funny person, and maybe that's why it doesn't like gel well. Yeah, because the, the comedy in Green, Ofer- in green Inferno was so out of place with the rest of the movie. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think like the, the comedy in. Um... What's the one uh, cabin fever? I didn't think was very good. Either. No, where there's like a kid who just starts doing kung fu. And some people love yeah, that scene, like, but I didn't get it. Yeah, I just don't get his. Yeah, maybe it's just not our sense of humor. 
Hostel, I think, is a great idea, but again, there's like this really weird, um, like uh, Monty Python humor in it. Mm-hmm. Like the girl commits suicide, jumps in front of a train, and blood just sprays over all these like business people, and it's so oh, yeah. yep. out of place in this like really horrific, you know, torture <laughs> porn film. It just it just comes off very dumb. <laughs> yeah. That's probably his best movie, but I still don't think it's very good. I think it had the most promise. It's a good idea, but yeah, it probably did. You're probably right. Yeah. It'd be weird seeing him making a uh, a child, like a kid friendly movie. I know. I can't picture it, like a Jack Black, like you know, kid friendly movie. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan Unless of he's Jack Black. Be hands back, you know, kind uh-huh. of deal. I don't know. I'm a big fan of Jack Black, but I hate most of his movies. Not yeah, all of them, yep. but for the most part, they're pretty terrible. Yeah, I, I. Besides, like, you know, the Tenacious D movie and mm-hmm. a few here and there, there's really, yeah. Like, I, I thought that uh, that one when he was. Uh, the Gulliver was really bad. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah, that one was bad, too. Mm hmm. But did you ever see Gulliver's Travels? Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's either like the stuff that he makes; it's more like R-rated stuff mm-hmm. or Maybe. animated stuff. Because I really dig like the Kung Fu Panda stuff. Oh, okay. See, I've never seen that. Yeah, I like those. I like all three of those actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Universal Orlando Holly Halloween Horror Nights have added Chucky and the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ha! That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's really weird. That's a re- that movie's really like it always was a cult movie, but it's really grown over the last few years. Like I see shirts and merchandise from oh, it all yeah. the time. I think even like last Halloween, I saw some like uh, Killer Clown like costumes and wow. stuff. I have to it watch it. Kind of blew it. my mind. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. You know, I don't think I have either. I, I think uh, maybe I should be. revisit that. Yeah. Maybe we both should. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe it's a lot more. Be- it's a lot better than I thought. I never really got yeah, into maybe. it. Yeah, maybe. Or we could watch it and say, "Nah, it's still kind of stupid." Yeah. I don't know. Uh, another Wolf Cop, the sequel to the 2014 horror comedy, were released. On DVD and Blu-ray coming up July 3rd. Uh, here's a write-up. A year so is... the cop's a werewolf? Yes, this is another one. Uh. A year has passed since the dark eclipse transformed hard drinker officer Lou Garou into the infamous lycanthrope crime fighter. Although the evil that controlled uh. Woodhaven has defeated the community... Uh, was defeated, the community is far from returning to normal. A villainous entrepreneur is looking to open a new brewery and revive the local hockey team. What the hell? <laughs> but it's clear he has ulterior motives. Well, can see Teen Wolf does the uh, basketball, ah, so they needed something uh, new for, uh, for this guy. Uh, with a new chief of police, the wolf cop has his work cut out for him. And he has to save the town all over again. I'll be honest, I've not seen Wolf Cup, but I know people love it. It's one I no, should definitely would... check out. 
Kick bo- uh, Book of Monsters, uh, which is, um, we already mentioned her, is coming to Freight Fest. And uh, so here it mm-hmm. has a little write-up about it. Six kick-ass women must fight off a horde of terrifying monsters in an 18th birthday party. Nice. So there we go. That sounds All right, cool. That sounds good. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Let's see. Coming to Amazon Prime, American Psycho. Hmm. I'm going to be honest. I've, well, that I've might think... be one, though, that they can... It's a, no, well, it's the movie, the old movie, the old movie. It's yeah. going to be available on Prime. It's oh, not a okay. new version. I thought you meant like it was going to be a series. No, no. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I always think that's a very overrated movie. I don't think it's very good. I know most I people love it. I like Christian Bale, but yeah, it's just... Too. Yeah, never really moved me. Yeah, I think the end really ruins the whole movie. I don't, I don't know. I just don't really like yep. American Psycho 2. Yeah, I didn't think it was that good either. I've never seen uh, this kind of sequel. Th- the sequel? No, I haven't either. I assume it's completely different. Yeah, I think it's a woman. It is. It is. Yep. Mm. I think they did that before all this trend of like yes. you know, Ocean's <laughs> 8, uh-huh. and Ghostbusters, and all that crap. Right. Angel so it kind of it, it was kind of a trendsetter. It was, it was, and I, and I hate people to think like I'm sexist because I'm not. I'm totally fine with uh, women and movies. I actually even thought the new Ghostbusters was a good movie. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny, uh-huh. but I just think it's weird to take something established and then I even think it's kind of uh, insulting to women. It's like, well, we can't just create something yep. new. It's just like, well, we have this existing thing, and we're just going to put women in it. Now, you know, why not oh, make yeah. some other, some totally new thing that women are in? Yeah, that was kind of like, you know, and again, not to be sexist or racist or anything else, but it's kind of like when uh, Cedric the Entertainer did, like, the the Honeymooners with, like, the all-black cast. Yeah, this kind of seems really understand silly. why you did that. Yeah, just make, like, you could make you know, a Sanford and something. Make movie. your own thing. Yeah, make a new thing, new. you know? Mm-hmm. Which you could be inspired by that. foolish to me. Because, like, there's been yeah. a bazillion things inspired by the Honeymooners. Oh, God, yeah. But, like, they didn't call, yeah, you God, know... I think everything on TV was, yeah. you know, after that. Yeah, they didn't just call the Flintstones the caveman version of, uh, honeymooners. of the Honeymooners. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they were just inspired Jetsons by the made their own the space age version of <laughs> right. uh, honeymooners. Yeah. Uh, incident at Loch Ness. Oh, I know you're a fan of the Loch Ness monster. Oh, yeah. So this might be up your alley. Uh, uh, it's an it's an unremarkable mockumentary. Well, that sounds thrilling. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, when you call anything unremarkable, it's usually uh, pretty. Uh, Unremarkable. Incident Loch Ness' greatest stroke of genius was recruiting Werner Herzog as the fictional director. Really? That's crazy. He's the fictional director? Yeah. Oh. I might have to watch this. I'm completely confused. I'll have to watch this. That just sounds crazy. Invaders from Mars... The the old movie? Yeah, the 86 version. Jeepers oh, okay. Creepers. 
Oh, and killer clowns from outer space. Very cool. Oh my god, we, then could, we can watch it. Yeah, so we have no excuse Get a fresh now, take. Troy. Yeah. Yep. We will have to review Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> yep. Uh, maximum Overdrive. That one's another one that's uh, uh, just inexplicably become a uh, classic. I I don't see how anybody could enjoy that. That's just like one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I agree, but people like love it now. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie the Green Wolf, Goblin no. truck was the only cool thing about that movie. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Uh, movie that we uh, disagree on. And that is Monkey Shines. What is Shine. our disagreeing? Monkey Shines. I'm a fan of Monkey Shines, and I don't believe you are. No, no, I never liked it. I like it. I dig it. Uh, Mulholland Drive. Who's in that one anyway? It's been a long time since I've seen that one. Um, like a Jeff Fahey thing or something? I'm not really sure of the actor's name. Let me look it up. Monkey Shines. I think it's a good movie. If you're just an ass. Think about that. <laughs> well, you're probably right about that. Jason Beggy, Beggy, Beg. Mm. Some guy. I don't think he's ever. Oh, oh no, I guess right. I was gonna say he's never done anything since, but he's been in all kinds of movies. The hell do I? Oh, know? okay. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm all in drive. I always wanted to like that movie, but it's, I don't know. I don't really get into it. Yeah. Uh, the Haunting of Molly Hartley. I've not heard of that one. Good old Molly Hartley. Yeah, Monster Squad. That's very I cool. I don't know that one either. All right, cool. And uh, Zodiac, which is, uh, I think that's an underrated movie. I like it. About the Zodiac I killer. Too. Yep. I dug it. All right. Did you see anything recently, Troy? Um. Well, you and I saw Jurassic. Jurassic uh, House. Shed or whatever it mm-hmm. was. Jurassic Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> I could have called it that. Mm-hmm. Volcano Island, Jurassic yeah. Mansion. We've got That's a, the true name of that movie. Yeah, we have a 90-minute review of the film up on, uh, up on YouTube. So go and watch that for all the details. But basically it's... I um, loved your theme song too, Neil. I thought that was one. <laughs> Thank you very much. I created I created this new theme song. I sang it all myself. I wrote all the lyrics. So you have to get everyone out out there has to go check it out to uh, hear it. Took me a long you are both time. Simon and Garfunkel exactly, on that one. Exactly. And Elton John and the guy who writes Elton John music. <laughs> yep. Meatloaf and the guy that writes Meatloaf's uh, uh, music. I would do anything for love, but I won't you do a, that. You need a frilly shirt. I have a frilly shirt. I haven't worn it for a while. All right. Then. Remember that Put one? Put that with, on. You can... the, like, it's like I do a remember that. Shirt. That was pretty awesome. Sweet. Pretty sweet. I'm going to post a picture of that here without your head. What's your but favorite I think meatloaf that was song? The only one I've seen recently. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? What was your favorite meatloaf song? 
My favorite meatloaf song. Two out of three ain't bad. What is, how's it go? I want you, I need you, but there ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you. Don't be sad. So don't be sad. Don't be sad. Because two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Baby, we could talk all night, but that ain't getting us nowhere. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm making jokes here, but I like Meatloaf. It's good stuff. I do, too. I even saw Meatloaf in concert. Really? I did. I tried to get Meatloaf on the show before, because he's been in horror stuff. The hell yeah, that'd Meatloaf? be awesome. Yeah. Remember, he was even in Pelts on that uh, yeah, Masters of Horror thing. Right? Rocky Horror Picture Show. and Yep. <sighs> Fight Club, so that's not horror, but it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, hell yeah. He had giant boobs in that. He did. It was very weird. It was. But kind of cool in its own It was. Life. It was very cool. I've been re- I haven't finished it yet, but I've been reading uh, Fight Club 2, which is a... Uh, oh, really? It's a graphic novel uh, sequel to uh, Fight Club. Oh, no kidding. It's very good so That's far. pretty neat. Yeah, it takes place like a years after the, the story ended. So it's, uh, uh-huh. what's the guy's name? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. Well, he, it's him. It's I guess it's not really Tyler Durden. It's, uh, yeah. It's I don't actual, think he is named, is guy. he? I don't think he does have a name. And it's him and, and his no, girlfriend. The and, guy. <laughs> and they're trying to live like a normal life. So I'm not really too oh. far into it yet, but she's always trying to, uh, to mess with his medication so he goes psychotic again because like nice. he, he's really boring in bed and stuff and she kind of like, misses Tyler. yeah yeah she's wanting him to just, you know do which i guess you would you know because yeah. he's way more interesting than ed norton exactly <laughs> exactly so i assume this this you know she succeeds at some point or else it'd be very probably boring after a while he's just this boring dude the whole time yeah, you gotta get like four hundred pages in. You're like, wow, I hate this fucking guy. He's the <laughs> dullest guy ever. So I just saw that they He's got... just sitting around reminiscing about things, going, uh, "Wow, I got a really good scar from where I shot myself." And they, uh, so one of your favorites, Troy. It's very sad. Harlan Ellis. I know this away. was the bad news today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my one of my true heroes in my life, uh, Harlan Ellison, who's written some of like my favorite stuff, did great um, screenplays and all kinds of good stuff. Just all around cool guy. We used to love to watch him on the uh, Sci-Fi Buzz. Mm-hmm. He'd do the Harlan Ellison's watching, and I went back and I revisited those not that long ago. And then uh, he had a few newer videos out, too, where he just, you know, rap about things going on now and stuff. And uh, 84, I think. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. Yep. So sad, sad day. Harlan Ellison, one of the great writers. I I think probably... um, the most decorated writer. I think he won more awards than any, or at least anybody over the last, you know, hundred years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. What was, so what was, sad, what, sad. 
What would you say is your favorite uh, Harlan? If someone was going to go and, uh, and and read Harlan Ellison, what would be like some of the ones you say they should start with? Um, let me see. There, there's a great one. Um, a, a lot of Harlan stuff, you know, with short stories. But uh, as far as like either the novellas or, um, you know, selected uh, short stories that that are great ones like a boy and his dog they actually made a movie about that it's a really good one mm-hmm. um it's a post-apocalyptic thing where uh this kid um vic and his his dog blood mm-hmm. uh you know they're trying to survive and blood is telepathic so he talks to the kid and stuff and it's it's kind of cool because blood's like kind of the brains of the operation Mm-hmm. Which you know is probably pretty much true with anybody and their dog, mm-hmm. um, but that's a great one. Uh, one of the more like horror uh, short stories that that he did um, was the uh, oh uh, the whimpering of of whipped dogs, which is really really good. Um, but any really like. All Harlan stuff was great. I mean, there's that great uh, Star Trek episode, The City on the Edge of Forever, mm-hmm. which is a great one. Um, <clears throat> just too many to really mention. Um, recently, like, he, uh, there would still be collections of short stories that were coming out. And I think we had talked about it before because, like, now that they're more like, you know, small. Uh, you know, not mass market produced, so mm-hmm. they were a little more expensive, but the quality was so good, and um, yeah, just uh, really anything you can get your hands on. Uh, Deathbird stories is a great collection of short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have no mouth, and I'm a scream. That was even turned into like a really cool video game years mm-hmm. ago. Just, just all all around good stuff. Uh, uh, another one I think you'd really like, Neil, is um, uh, "Repent Harlequin Said the TikTok Man," which is kind of his take on like kind of a 1984 kind of story. Mm-hmm. It's a really good one. I think it you could actually get that in like a graphic novel form. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I've Which never read any of his stuff. I just missed. knew him from uh, different interviews and, uh, like you mentioned, Sci-Fi Buzz, and I always enjoyed him. But uh, definitely should check out his uh, yeah. his work. Yeah, I think I think you definitely get a kick out of it. And, and a lot of the stuff, um, it's kind of nice because you can get a lot of, like, audio stuff that Arlen read himself. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can get a lot of his stories um, read by him. And he's one of those guys, I mean, like, he was a contemporary of, like, Asimov and Bradbury. You know, Harlan had been around a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, he started writing pretty young. And uh, he had he had survived, you know, a heart attack recently and a stroke and, and an earthquake at his house and all kinds of weird stuff like that. But, yeah, if he, and um, there's a documentary... Uh, I think it's called Dreams with Sharp Teeth mm-hmm. that um, everybody should check out and go to like YouTube and look up all the old um, sci-fi buzz 
uh, things with him. The Harlan Ellison's watching is is great, great stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Um, <clears throat> speaking of writers, uh, another Stephen King uh, story is being adapted to the movies. Oh, the Boogeyman. Right, hit me. The Boogeyman, which is part of the Night Shift collection. Oh, okay. Oh, that'll be kind of interesting. I'm been a long time since I've read that one. Yeah, they just have a think, quick. Was that a short story? I believe so. It said a man who recently lost all his children to a creature lurking in the closet. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, being written by the the guy who wrote A Quiet Place, which I thought was great. So. Oh yeah. Well, that should be good then. Yeah, it's cool when they do new ones, you know. Well, ones that have never been adapted before. Because mm-hmm. there's so many stories of his, you don't I have agree. to keep remaking, you know, the same ones. I know. Yeah. So it's it's nice to see like some of the the ones that haven't been done. Mm-hmm. And then did didn't you say that the outsider was being uh like. Somebody remember. was planning on making that one. Hmm. I think you mentioned that one last week. Maybe. But yeah, there's quite a few of them coming. Because that's a cool. new book. Mm-hmm. I'm still only about halfway through that one so far. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs is coming back. That's awesome. The Shutter. That's great news. Yeah. I'd to try to get him on the show if you do it. Oh, that'd be tremendous. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, Joe Bob would be a super guest. Yeah. I love those uh the uh Joe Bob especially Joe Bob. I think he's my favorite of them. Like I like Elvira and stuff, but I thought Joe Bob he was less yeah. gimmicky. It wasn't like a bunch of punny jokes, which is fine. I'm not nothing against that, but uh he was yeah. more my taste. I kinda liked he he liked those movies and he actually gave, and if he didn't like it, he would tell you he didn't like it. And I thought he gave a little more insight. And he'd give you a little info from it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I loved all the, um, the hosts, like, you know, the, the USA ones, you know, with Gilbert would do them, right. but you know, Gilbert was just being Gilbert. He wasn't really telling you anything about the movies or anything. Yeah. So this is exciting to me. Uh, they're doing a season two of the terror. But uh, which I loved, I thought the terror was fantastic. Oh, I'd, I I still haven't seen it. Oh, I gotta I loved watch it. it. So good, and um, but it was a finite story. It had a you know an a, a definitive ending, and so season oh, okay. two, it's going to be like American Horror Story, where it's just a whole another story. Hmm. You know, oh, this, good. Oh, that'll be good then. Yeah, this one's uh, says uh, during World War Two and center on an uncanny specter that menaces the Japanese-American community from its home in Southern California to the internment camps of the war, to the war in the Pacific. Oh, wow. Um, interesting. Oh, it should be pretty heavy stuff then. Yeah. So I hope that's a show that, uh, hope it's, uh, you know, as quality as the last season and hopefully it continues. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have some new horror stuff and, I like that trend of where the season is is one story arc. Yeah, I really dig that too. Except for when it's um, True Detectives, because then the second season <laughs> yeah. comes out and it's yeah. just terrible. 
Yeah. I think they're finally doing a third one. That second one, they thought killed off the whole show, but it just kind of put it to an end for a while. And now I think they've All actually right, playing on a third one. Uh, hopefully hopefully it'll be as good as the first one. Yeah, exactly. So Jurassic World 2, Jurassic World... Well, it's like Jurassic Park 5, but Jurassic Park... Jurassic World 2. Yeah, Jurassic uh, whatever. Yeah. Made $150 million its opening weekend, so it was a big hit. Oh, did it? Oh. I mean, that's good, I guess, you know. Sure, it's... I don't want to see movies fail. Like these people that yeah, get joy, yeah. like Solo, they, they want to, you know, like, ah, Solo didn't make that much. And it's like they're, like, really happy about <laughs> yep. it. It's very strange. And superhero movies are bullshit. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be one of those people. Yeah, because if it's something I don't like, like, you like I just you know, see if you it. like this Jurassic Park, then that's cool. Sure, exactly. We'll make fun of it, but we'll make fun of you. Yep. Like I don't want stuff to go yep. away that yeah, just because I don't like it. Yep. Because there's other people in the world besides me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And if they only made stuff only I had, like, like the stuff that I enjoyed, right, right. You have it'd be pretty dull, I think. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of stuff that, that, that I only like or you only whoever only likes, it doesn't appeal to everybody else. So. Right. And, and then the, you know, lame, but and, and it gives us something to whine about, you exactly. know. It's like, fun oh my god, we watched this stuff. movie, it was terrible. You exactly. Know? It's like, and well, we wouldn't get into like big verbal brawls with people and you know, mm-hmm. Robbie wouldn't have anything to do. Oh my god! I do. I did Our ask him earlier. I felt bad about it, but I was just like, "Do you have like a purpose in life? Like, what is the purpose uh, of Robbie?" Oh no! <laughs> then I felt bad about it. But so I'm sorry, Robbie, if you're listening. You serve your know, purpose. Robbie can push it at that point every now. And then. Oh god! God damn it! He's annoying. I'm not saying he shouldn't. Yep. You know, he should disappear or anything like that. But my God, he can be annoying. <laughs> we love him in our own way. Uh, like I posted something about this new coffee I love, pistachio coffee, at Dunkin' Donuts. And he's like, I don't drink coffee. I was like, Who gives a fuck? No one cares. And he just keeps going on yep. and on about and some bullshit. And he's like, Oh, well, you should listen to you know Joey Max podcast because he he hates uh, liberals. They're like, what the hell does that have to do with coffee? Maybe only liberals like coffee. I guess. But, uh, we don't want to talk about Robbie. (laughs) Anyone out there knows, they they know. You all have a Robbie Scar experience. Yes. (laughs) Mike Terry puts here, today was Mel Brooks' birthday. How many times did you shake your fist and spit on the ground about it? Nope. I don't hate Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is a, <laughs> is a nice man, I assume. I heard an interview with him once. Yep. He seemed like a good guy. He's an old man. He has a lot of experience. He made some very funny movies. But he also made yep. a bunch of shit. Yeah, he had a bad, bad period. Yeah, he had bad decades. He had a, he had a, yeah, good, then... he had a good decade. Then he had, this is my opinion. A lot of people love those movies. I th- I just don't understand again like we we're talking about earlier just because I don't understand the popularity of uh, spaceballs doesn't mean I want I want him to disappear and all his movies to be gone 
I just right, right. Just think that they stink. If you like spaceballs, keep watching spaceballs. Right. Yeah, I mean it's basic. I won't. Exactly. If you're if you have a child like mine, you know, <laughs> and like it just really simpleton stuff makes you laugh and roll around, and you know, dick jokes at like just the <laughs> most like base level, just the most obvious humor you could think of. And then they say it over and over and hit you over the head, so you there's no way you could possibly not understand the joke. If that's your kind of thing, then then fine, no offense. Then go for it. Yeah, right. it's not, but it's not for me. Someone even put, I hope this is a joke. They said dry humor is not for everyone. I was like, this is the exact opposite of dry humor. Nothing about space balls yeah, is dry humor. Flashing around, yep. A man falling in a helmet. It's like, oh, that's very dry humor. The Schwartz. <laughs> Who last hath made the Schwartz be with you? Who hears that and just goes, <laughs> His Schwartz is as big as mine. I don't know. Waka, waka, waka. Blazing Saddles. I love it. Young Frankenstein, a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all the stuff that, you know, he co-wrote with other people. Exactly. That was exactly. He always needed somebody to pull him back and say, okay, no, no. Uh, not going to have a foreskin joke here, Mel. No, no. Let's stick with the jokes. Mm-hmm. Let's stick with the thing. Yeah. I think it all goes back to that whole uh, Sid Caesar thing. When Sid Caesar was hanging him out of a window on, like, the 10th floor, <laughs> you know, telling him, no, you got to come up with a better, like, ending to that skit. Because mm-hmm. what you're giving me is crap, mm-hmm. you know. So may- maybe maybe it wasn't Sid Caesar. Maybe maybe Mel needed that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dracula Dead and Loving It. It's just the awful movie. That is just horrendous. Yeah, that one. Bad times. But I'm not saying then even the co-writers. I'm not saying went on to make all wonderful things either because. There's there's a lot of stuff that um, Gene, Gene Wilder. Wilder did that I wasn't crazy about. Mm-hmm. I think like, there was if you ever magic. see Sherlock Holmes's older brother or smarter brother, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. There's a magic I think there with Gene Wilder and Milbergs. Absolutely, yep, yep. The producers and then you know really all of those, yeah. all three of those, mm-hmm. they all had Gene Wilder. Yeah. So happy birthday, Mel Brooks. I I don't hate the man. No, no, not at all. He's, nice yeah, he's not. Man. He's not an evil bastard no, like uh, he just like Stan Lee. Like. Stan Lee's an old man, but I still hate him. <laughs> and then Mike's like, ah, I don't know. It's just bad. It's bad times. Bad times. Um, Vic says, I bet Robbie would be a big fan of coffee if Alex Jones was. It's probably true. That's true. I think he makes his own coffee. I think you can buy it from his. His uh, website. <laughs> I think it's he like some kind of shake coffee or something. that grows hair on your chest. Yeah, he likes to take his his clothes off, well, his shirt off. Yeah. What a weird man! We live in a weird time. <laughs> These are interesting times. The, the man like Alex Jones, like everything is like fake news, fake news, fake news, and then this guy can spout off the most ridiculous things ever ever <laughs> muttered or uttered, and people are like, well, this is true. Yeah, it's stuff like the, it's weekly world news kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, the Bat Boy and, and 
I saw Lucifer in my toilet. You yeah, know, he talks about demons. Aliens came and visited me he in, said that, in England. Yeah, he, he honestly said this stuff. He said that there's sex slaves in Mars working in like mines, and, and it's like, God, what I the hope world so. are you talking about? And then he said, like, uh, I remember this. It was during the election. And I forget the, who he said, but it was all, uh, it was all, not conservative, it was all uh, liberal um, politicians. And he said, like, they literally uh, have sex in coffins, gay sex in coffins, covered in feces, and they summon ancient Egyptian demons. This is. Oh my this God, is that sounds awesome. <laughs> This is what this man's saying as reality. And there's people out there. Now, if you listen to that and you just laugh your ass off, I totally get oh, it. yeah. Totally get it. I wish it was true. I love that. <laughs> but if you listen to that and you're like, oh, my fucking God, I can't vote for them. Oh, the fucking summoning demons with their gay sex and coffins covered in, covered in human feces, then you're, you're batshit crazy. Yeah, that's true. What's well, kind of like the what was the other thing? It was the frog hybrid. Yeah, making gorilla. the frog. Yeah. It's part frog. Gorilla it's part gorilla. Thing. It's part human. It's part you know eagle. All that's just all this madness. Total madness. I love that. that. I I like I said. It's why I used to read the the weekly world news. I don't think they still make that anymore. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, I actually so it might get be a all kick. the people that were dying for the weekly world news, and now they're sure. listening to this Yahoo. If, if no one took him seriously, I would get a kick out of it. I would enjoy oh, yeah, it to yeah. no end. But the the fact that even if some people believed it, I guess I would get so get a kick out of it. But that like <laughs> it's so prevalent that people actually take this as some type of legit news, and like can vote and, and can function in society. It's like, what in the war the hell am I living? This is crazy. <laughs> oh man, Alex Jones. I think he's a big horror movie fan. Cause he does a really good demon voice. Does he? Oh yeah. I'll send you some links. But he does like this really crazy demon voice and <laughs> and talk about goblins and Tamlo's called Toby Jones, uh Alex Jones when we were watching um Jurassic whatever. Cause he's the guy that played Arnim Zola. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I couldn't think of his name, and I was, I knew it was something Jones, and I was like, Alex Jones? No, no, that's not him. Uh-huh. But he's Toby Jones, that guy. Mm-hmm. Toby Jones. So, something everyone's always wanted. They're like, man, I really want a really dirty, gritty version of Robin. <laughs> <laughs> what is DC's obsession yeah, with somebody. making everything dark? Dark and, and just dirty. I mean, like, it, it, remember when we yeah, first saw the dirty. trailer for um, Suicide Squad? Uh huh. And everything was just like, just grubby and greasy and dirty and stuff. I, I don't know. It's their new their new angle. Like. In our world, everything is just covered in filth. Yeah, because now I'm looking at a it. picture of his face, and he's got like, it's almost like he's got like shit stains all over his face. 
I know. I don't know if he was out working on the Batmobile and he's just all filthy now. He's, he's like fighting Mr. Hanky. on him and shit. Yeah, Mr. I don't Hanky's know. He's popping all over. It's like, ah, oh, I don't wipe. I don't, uh, I just wipe the shit <laughs> on my face. <laughs> Because I'm gritty and tough. <laughs> I eat peanut but then they go the opposite route. I saw the picture of um, Captain Marvel, and uh, you know, they're Captain Marvel Shazam, uh-huh. and he's like sucking on a big, uh, big ding dong. <laughs> that would be tremendous, <laughs> but um, like on a big drink from like Seven <laughs> Eleven, like a I'm big like, dog. Okay, so he's he. Must not be like the gritty. Uh, what the hell? Who was it again? So they must be doing him and like a, a Captain Marvel, oh. you know, Shazam. Yeah. Huh. I don't know anything this, about that character, this, though. Yeah, I'll, he says Shazam and turns into Captain Marvel. He's Billy Bats and a little kid. Shazam. And then says this back. Word. Well, the greatest thing was I remember in one of the old, um, I think it was before Mad was even a magazine, back when it was the Mad comic book. And uh, they did a spoof of that. And so then, like, once the villain saw that, you know, he said this magic word and turned into this, like, super powerful guy, then everybody just did it. Mm. You know, if you're robbing a bank and so this kid says Shazam and turns into Captain Marvel, then. So the bank robber's like, oh, okay, Shazam, and he also turns into Captain Marvel. Everybody in the freaking place turns into Captain Marvel. Hmm. Like, if, it, if we knew it was that easy, you know, everybody could do it. Huh. Weird. Probably Weird. funnier if you see it, like, uh, <laughs> in the comic. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Have you seen the, the trailer from Andy brought up with the guest earlier? It looks awesome, this new Nicolas Cage movie. I know that looks so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, God damn, Nicholas Cage, and so he used to be a good actor. Then he just became like this, like joke, basically. And then, uh, yeah, he just kind of lost his shit for whatever yeah. reason. Then it made me think: Was he always this, this crazy guy? And we used to think he was good. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was just nuts. <laughs> Because I always remember that one video of somebody posted. He comes out on that talk show and he does this crazy, like, kick and backflip mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I saw a lot of people on the group and, and the horror community are like, this looks terrible. I don't agree. I think the Meg looks like a lot of fun. Big, giant Megalodon. Big yeah, I'll definitely shark. go see that one. I think yeah. that one should be a lot of Why fun. Why is Jurassic Park, like, not stupid, but the uh, Megalodon stupid? <laughs> I don't know. Good question. I think it looks good. I mean, it's, it's, I don't expect Citizen Kane. It's a giant shark right, movie. Right. But it looks fun. Sometimes you just but get yeah, out it'll fun. it'll be a fun giant shark movie. Right. Now I might go see it and think this is just the pits, but it looks good to me. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not thinking that. Yeah, exactly that. Mm-hmm. I like it. And watching the trailer on the big am... screen is pretty sweet. Yep, I agree. I thought so from the first time I saw the trailer. I was just like, wow, this might be really, really cool. 
Because, mm-hmm. I mean, then you can have a lot of fun with it because, like, he's eating, like, a million little, you know, swimming people. They're all, like, these Chinese people, and they're all getting eaten, like, in the water. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be good stuff, I think. I know. I'm looking forward to it. It looks fun to me. Looks so fun yep, to me. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anything else there, Mr. Jones? Mr. Terrible. The terrible one. The horrible, <laughs> terrible um, um, My opinions this week are stay away from Jurassic Park unless you really, you know, really dug the last one. Mm-hmm. Then you might get more like the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I can't um, I can't suggest strongly enough to go and watch uh, Luke Cage on on Netflix. All Luke right. Cage season two, I'll absolutely check loved out. it. Check that out. Because I love season one up until like um, the goofy suit armor. I didn't like that. Yeah, and that just kind of killed the whole yeah. vibe of I the def- first season. Now I know it's a comic book show, and like yep. uh, you have to. Just accept things at, at some level. It's like anything, really. I mean, there's a, the uh, suspension of disbelief. But everything has a point. Oh, yeah, exactly. Everything has a point when it just doesn't work anymore. Um, but my big problem with that and was, maybe it, was he was a normal uh-huh. dude, and, and the, the armor protect him, and he's very powerful. I'm fine with that. But his head was totally exposed. He could have just punched him in the face. Yeah, been all over. And maybe it was because I, I loved uh, Cottonmouth in that season so much, and I wanted him to carry on through. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I, like know, the whole I thought the other the guy show, wasn't though. nearly as, as good. Yeah, I like the whole feel of the show, though. Was, I dug it. Good music. And but this season, the Bushmaster is... He's, he's the man. Mm. And it's going to make you say... Rasclad a lot. Everyone's going to be a Rasclad after that. Hmm. That's like his insult. What's that? It's a cool, like, Jamaican insult. It it means uh, ass white, basically. Oh, nice. Ass cloth, yeah. So, Rasclad. Yep. Everyone's a Rasclad. I dig it. Uh, For people who, if you listen to the live show... There's also sometimes some bonus shows, so subscribe to us on the iTunes or Google Play or however you subscribe to a podcast. We're everywhere. And uh, last week, between last week's show and tonight, I had interviewed Laureen Landon from Maniac Cop. All the marbles, Full Moon High, and all kinds of cool movies. And she was a great uh, guest. I really uh, liked it a lot. We talked a lot about Larry Cohen. She used to date Larry Cohen and... And they became best friends. They no longer date, but um, worked on the Maniac Cop movies with William Lustig and, and Bruce Campbell, all the marbles, and kind of the tie into all the marbles in the beginning of Glow. And kind of the Glow series is is real is seemed like it was kind of based on her, and she said the same. So it's a really interesting. Uh, well, that's interview. pretty awesome, then. Yeah, she's uh, really fun. So hope to have her back on the show sometime. Very good. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it sounded like a good time and like person that I, I definitely like uh dug almost all those movies actually. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen all the marbles in years, but I really liked it. I remember when it when it came out. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, Juju B, one of our moderators over in the Without Your Head group, a longtime listener and member of our community, uh, she's been banned for posting naughty, naughty pictures. Ah, that'll teach her. Mm-hmm. Posting pictures with uh, with uh, very prominent wee-wees. Uh-huh. So how long has she been? For one day. Oh, okay. That's not too bad then. Uh, but I, I posted you, Neil, on Facebook. It has this picture of um, of Shazam on it. So before we go, you must look at this picture so I can get your take. Shazam. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of, uh, of Gomer Pyle because he went Shazam. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, you see, he got that from the old. Uh, oh, they didn't base Captain it off Marvel. Gomer Pyle. They're like, oh, hot damn, we're going to make a comic book <laughs> off of the same. Make it a kill it off of this or one. This hill yeah. jack on this. I think he's show. a golly, too, didn't golly? he? I think so. So Zion? <laughs> see, if you ever play. Uh, Billy Batson in the movie, then that's how you could say Shazam to turn yeah. into Captain Marvel. Where is there a dumb redneck of like of modern day? Like there was, you know, this him. There's uh, like Ernest, Larry the Cable Guy. I guess okay, there's Larry a... the Cable Guy. He's like fake, but yeah. I, I, well, I doubt yeah. any of the other people were just like some hillbilly that they picked <laughs> up and stuck you in think a movie. He, yeah. The... Yeah, I doubt Ernest just walked on set of the movie. He's like, oh, man, I'm in a movie. I don't even know what he sounds like. I've, I've got to be honest, I've never watched an Ernest movie. No. I know that's crazy I talk. Think I but, did, but really? I, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know what his but name is. But I remember him like. from, the, from those, um, oh, uh, Toy Story movies. Oh, he's, he's in the them? voice of, like, the slinky dog. Oh, I didn't even know that. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, what what's where is this so picture? Did you see so this where, picture? Where is it? I I uh, tagged you in it, so where? you must. I can't remember whose page it was on. It was like it. a friend's, but I tagged you on the comment, so I'm not should... seeing. No, seeing any tags. God damn it, I'll do it again. What a liar. Because I can't, I I don't know where it originated from, so. Maybe you're tagging, you know, if I'm like blocked on someone's page, I won't see it. So if you're tagging Uh, me on a picture of someone who hates me and has me blocked, I won't see it. Which could be many people. I don't know if you know Dan Sversky. I don't. But it originated from Screen Rant, so I will tag you on it. All right. All right. If you are not, like, kicked out of this place. Yeah. Which you never know. People don't like me. If you know what's about We'll see if if you appear now, Neil. Because you have to see this photo before we go. That Dan Dan Levansky, whoever, some asshole, must have me blocked. All right. Well, maybe so, you didn't tip him when he worked at Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe. Oh, yeah, he looks like a total weenie. <laughs> yeah, he's got, like, this fake tan. What the hell? He's sucking on this drink. He looks like a jackass and a half. Does it, does it take place in the 50s? 
That's what it looks like, but I, I don't think maybe they're gonna do that'll be their big shtick. It'll be like, you know, trapped in the past, so he'll have all the all those groovy nineteen fifties lines and stuff. So I don't know. Here. What do we have? We got Hellboy. He'll be at the drive in with the fawns. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Hellboy, that looks good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Shazam. I'll definitely see Hellboy terrible. and Captain Marvel. The Avengers and Spider-Man. Right. That's probably about it for me. Captain Marvel. Like I, I don't really have interest in that to be honest. But I will, I'll go see it. I don't know anything about the well, because it, it's gonna keep the, um, you know, the whole storyline of like the Thanos thing going. Yeah, so yeah. it's, I think you're gonna have to kind of jump in. Yeah. It. No, I'm not against it. I just don't know anything about it. So. Yeah. Avengers four. Definitely see that. The New Mutants. Is that a TV show or something? Uh, no, it's it's actually a movie. Um, it's kind of the sequel to uh, that, that Logan. Oh, well, I did like Remember Logan. Where they had all the young kids. I that, did too. That was, uh, I think, the only only one of those movies I really liked. That was very good. So, yeah, uh, I don't know if I'd want to see a sequel that doesn't have Logan in it, though, or <laughs> old crazy Professor X. So, I probably won't. I might see that on Netflix or something. Uh, yeah. Or uh, who knows when you have a uh, movie pass now. Spider- that's true. We could always go see it. Spider-Man Field Trip. See, I have to say that's a real shit name. Field Trip. but It is a bad name. <laughs> but it's also the... It's it's back to the Marvel Studios. Oh, that, yeah. So yeah. it's an MCU again. Yeah, I love the last one. I thought it was great. So I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Uh, I do think they should change the name. Field Trip's very, very lame. Uh, X Men, <laughs> whatever this is. Name. Yeah, <laughs> X Men, whatever it is. I have no interest. No. What is up with this crow? He looks like like a wrestler. Is that Roman Reigns? Is the crow? It's, they got some. Yeah, they throw some face paint on Roman Reigns. You're the crow now. The hell. And Channing Tatum is Gambit. I, I'm not. I don't know about that either. Yeah. Um. I'm thinking he might deserve better too. Not not quite as like the the Tom Hardy treatment, but yeah. I think he deserved better than that. Man, he looks like just I don't want to be homophobic, but he looks very it looks like he looks very gay. Which is fine. I don't Which care, one? The, the Gambit. Gambit or the Crow. Gambit. Well, yeah. Uh it doesn't look and What's up, Wonder Woman 84? So does that take place in 1984? Beats me. I'm going to be honest. I I went into that thinking, you know what? Maybe I'm going to like this. Everyone loving it. And I didn't understand because everyone's like, oh, this is great because they don't. It's she's so powerful, powerful woman. And the whole movie is just about looking at her ass and stuff. It was just about how hot she was. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. It was the opposite of what they said it was. I didn't even finish it. I just thought, oh, this stinks. But I I don't know about the 84 because I I guess, like, their timeline and continuity doesn't mean much to them either because <laughs> remember in, in Batman versus Superman when they first meet Wonder Woman and nobody yeah, has any idea no who she yeah, is. Exactly. So. I can't imagine she did anything like too spectacular in for 1984. For, for 60... They forgot about her but what, 25, the first... 35 years later. So they forgot what about her in the 40s? So what did she do? Stay in hiding for 50, for 60 years? 
I guess so. Like uh, nobody. Well, remember though, in Batman I versus know, Superman, like when, when they first like learn about her, yeah. they're like, "Wait, wait a minute, what's going on here? Who so, is this?" But how do they not know when she was fighting the Nazis? Yeah. Maybe they just don't care. They're like, ah, we don't care about what happened in the past. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of... I'm freaking Batman. Mm -hmm. I don't care. What's what's his name to do now? He's like, the guy made Brazil. He's just going crazy. Oh, I know. Yeah, if he sees that, somebody should send him at him. Push him over the edge. He's like, they stole stole my movie from me, which does suck. I've been, I've been yeah. looking forward oh, to yeah. seeing that. Then they say he doesn't own the rights, so who knows what's happening. But then he's like, not only did they steal my movie, now all these comic book movies coming out. Grow up, people. Yep. Grow up. Go <laughs> watch ten, Baron Munchausen. Ten of these bullshit things coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so childlike. You know what? Baron Munchausen and the Time Bandits. <laughs> Gotta fuck ten, it. Be an ten. adult. And watch the Brothers Grimm. Right. Let me go cut out some pictures out of an encyclopedia and make them jump around and fart. <laughs> like a like a grown-up. I love Terry Gilliam, but I don't understand that. Just being grumpy. Yeah, that mindset's beyond me. I just, you know... Like I said, you know, when, when you're... Bullshit fantasy is much more important than anybody else's bullshit fantasy. Then, okay, exactly. keep going with that. Right. All right. So well, you're not you're not sold on somebody, that Shazam, are you? What was that? You're not sold on that Shazam, are you? No, that was, that was dumb. Greaser Shazam drinking the drink there. No. No, it's not, not doing it for me. me. I'll go watch it so we can review it, especially if we get it free with Movie Pass. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Other than that, like if I was paying My full price, like no, pretty I'm low. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with Movie Pass, I'll go see about anything. What the hell. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> All right. Well, I had a good time here. As did I, my friend. It was a good show, good guest, good time. Mm-hmm. And a big thanks to the Creep Show, who are the uh, music of the month here, artists of the month throughout June. This will be their last show coming up uh, in July. We have the Jasons. Ooh. Which right. are a group Looking of. Looking forward uh, to hearing them. Yeah, they, they perform with uh, Hockey Mass on. Nice. Pretty sweet. All right. Well, until next week. Like I said, All next right, week boss, we might not be I'm here told. live because we might go see a movie Thursday. But there will be a show. So uh, it could be Wednesday, could be Friday, could be live, could be recorded. But it will, there will be something. So stay tuned. Check be out on the look head. Exactly. This is Nasty Neal. This is Terrible Troy. And this was without... Your... Head. <laughs> Staring at the pictures on the shelf 
Saying I wonder if I looked in the mirror Could I recognize myself? Cause suddenly life is not so clear I got scars on my body They tell the story with a heart stained in fear Could I ever bring myself to forgive my past? And if I ever did, I can't promise it will last And as I lay me down to sleep I pray the Lord my soul to If 